I said, are you ready to laugh? Quiet, you awful man. I'm almost as funny as a piece of paper <laughs> with something funny written on it. No. Four, six. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? What a dick. I'm the one who should apologize. By the way, for those people that are in the back, remember to shut the fuck up. I've been dying to say that. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoony. It's showtime. W-A-T-P! W-A-T-P! Hello, everybody, it's the Cousin Rouge. Welcome to another episode of Whoever's Podcast, the only show that goes on vacation in Detroit. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, a man who couldn't possibly wear out his welcome. Oh, my bad. I wrote that before we started doing every other Wednesday. From the All Apologies Podcast, Trucker Andy. Let's talk shit. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to our Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every month. You can also watch the show live or anytime thereafter, unedited, and also the entire Detroit show is up there. The video, we put it out as a podcast so you can watch the video of the entire show when you sign up for our Patreon Supercast or... Our YouTube membership, click the join button if you're not on a mobile device while watching any video on our YouTube channel for that. Also, we encourage our listeners, go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a show called Double Delirium, an improv podcast. This was a suggestion from Baby Butters. We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show that is hosted by Guinevere and Ashley And the description of the show is improv comedy performed by two trans women who don't know anything about improv comedy. Hashtag improv, hashtag comedy, hashtag transgender, hashtag trans, hashtag trans girls, hashtag funny. Funny. Huh. I disagree. Well, let's get to the introductions. We're off to a bad start here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Double Delirium with me and some other character today we have the lovely uh real co-host uh her name is guinevere hi i'm the real co-host and then we have an imitation co-host and her name is ashley and she is me (laughs) what's the giggling for it's like a requirement when you do improv of of this nature right i think they're both so uncomfortable all the time you just have to laugh at anything that's said yeah because it's not they're not laughing because it's funny right they want you to think it's funny they want me to think it's funny they're trying to convince you it's trying to convince me they're not going to convince me of that i know better yeah i'm too smart for these two it's not going to happen so they're trans women it gets very confusing at times because Ashley, I'm going to refer to her as her. Gwen, I think is an it. Okay. I'm not trying to be offensive here. Yeah. I'm just going to call it it from here on out <laughs> when I remember to. Andy, what did you pick up on? What uh, sums up the show for you? 
Well, the the premise in clip one is that Ashley is a new, like a new co-host to the show, and she's there of to uh, she's going to explain up front that the show talks about what's going on in their lives. This this show is about life. I thought it was an improv comedy show. <laughs> no, apparently not. Oh. Interesting. Their, their lives are hilarious. Yeah. Okay. What the, who are you? <laughs> so I'm that special guest. My name is Ashley, and I can't wait to uh, discuss whatever you do on the show, Guinevere. So this is your first time on the show, right? Exactly. All right. So what we usually do is we do some sort of like improv exercises and just sort of like we just riff and, and we, we we talk about you know life and stuff. So. I oh, think about, I went on life. the wrong show. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> what, what show were you planning on being on? Uh, a show that that is all about life and, and scripted. <laughs> and no, it's like an anti-improv uh, show. So it's a show about life. Oh, I'm on the wrong show. What show did you think you were going to be on? A show about life. <laughs> Way to improvise. Ashley is brain dead. Yeah. I have numerous examples of this. Well, she sounds like Wendy the retard. Yes, she does. Yeah. She she never knows where she's going with her thoughts. Right. And she never gets there. I know. And I don't know a lot about improv, except that listening is a big part of it. They don't <laughs> right. to do that very much. Good point. Okay. So this one starts up similar to what you're saying. They're going to talk about real issues. A show where we express our real thoughts about real hard-pressing issues. You're right. This is a no-spin zone. Exactly. Fucking thing sucks. All right. So it's a no-spin zone. All right. The O'Reilly factor was a no-spin zone. Is anything off limits? I need to know that. Wow. No. Nothing's off limits. So the one thing says it's a no-spin zone. Now, we're going to start to tag that. All right. This is going to get funny. Because I now I go ahead and put the Bill O'Reilly thing on there. I'm like, like, we got it. We're good. Done. Not them. They have other ideas here. We do not spin in our chairs while we record this recording of a recording show. Our chairs don't spin in the first place, so we would look like the exorcist girl (laughs) if we were to spin in our chairs. Shut up, Meg. It's a no spin sound because their chairs don't spin. Pretty good, right? Now, you or I on this show might move on from that. Like, yeah. Okay, that wasn't the best, but you know, maybe editor Ad will pull it out and post. We can send him a note. Whatever. No, not these two. They're going to keep going with the spin jokes. Well, that's because I removed all of the spin parts <laughs> from the spinning chairs to make them non-spinning chairs. Did you pack them up and send them back to the spin parts factory? No, I, I, I sent them back to Target. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. What if we did it on a merry-go-round? <laughs> oh, then it would be a spin zone. Yeah, reading Spin Magazine, huh? Yeah, guys, where'd you go? Are you? Yeah, are you? Rolling Stone. Was, Rolling Stone was the joke there. You missed it. <laughs> you fucked up. It's too bad. All right, are we doing improv? I can't tell. Let's find out. Uh, anyone, uh, I, I was thinking maybe it would be cool if we got into like <laughs> improv. I think that's what it's called. It's, it's called improve. It's self-improvement Impro- actually. Um, we're going to work on, um, releasing, uh, held trauma today. Oh no, not held because trauma. This, this but is that, not a comedy podcast. I hold it to, I hold it 
like a baby. Your trauma is very dear to you, I know. Yes. If I didn't have this trauma, uh, I don't know what I would do. And I'm so happy that I can nurture this trauma and let it grow. So. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, Rick. <laughs> These people should not be on a podcast. No. They're just displaying their retardation oh, yeah. for everyone to many see. Many reasons they shouldn't be. On. Producer Chris was going off before we started the show today. He was not happy about the selection. Baby butters. We've, yeah, thanks a lot. We've done some retarded shows before. A few. I've never been so instantly pissed off. This could possibly be in the top three. Hold on. Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Do you remember that it was, one? It was fun to hate him. <laughs> yeah, I, I had zero fun. These two are fucking nuts. I would it's, rather listen to Tom Myers. It's the one person who sounds a bit like Dr. Demento, who's constantly laughing and going, mm. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it also sounds like they're about to cry at any moment. Right. So you just saw right there, they introduced trauma. Yeah. We're going to talk about our trauma. In fun. Because it's not a comedy show. Right. It's not, impro- it's not improv. It's improve. Good one. So... Now they're trying to explain what they get triggered by, and, and the one thing says bicycles. And so they try to figure out why someone would get um, triggered by bicycles. And it gets very real here for no reason. My, I didn't know what was going on, and I was crying, and my dad pushed me. He put me on, on the bike, and then he pushed me down a hill so he could fight you off with his bare hands. He put roller skates on my feet and then put me on a bike so I couldn't pedal it. And then he pushed me down a cliff. No, because he, he... Stop doing that. <laughs> it's so bad for improv. What is improv? <laughs> improv is when you pretend. Oh. Like how I pretend I'm not going to be alone I, for the rest of my life. I don't think Something I like have. that. Whoa, Gwen coming in with the loneliness factor. That's always good for a podcast. Improv is a construct, Carl. Well, I, I do love that Ashley's just going, no, that's that's not good. And Gwen's like, it's not helping this at all. We, <laughs> we're trying to move this along. you got to stop saying no to everything I say. And we're going to find out more about Gwen in just a moment. But first, I want to pass things back over to my buddy Andy to see what he picked up on yeah. this podcast. Well, in clip two, the only other thing that everybody knows about improv is that you yes and. Right. And these are obviously pros, so they're definitely going to work together and make this good. Okay, well, I'll do my best to do improv. And I'll do my best to be anti-improv. Okay, so, um, well... The first rule of improv is uh, always say yes and. It's just a rule of thumb. So I say no but. That's so difficult. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Is this going to be a good show? No, but it's not going to be but funny. But we'll have either. fun. It won't be funny either. <laughs> we'll have fun with it. So I'm starting to understand improv now. Oof. I've t- I mean, it's just the most obvious. It's just the lowest hanging fruit. You say yes and. What if I said no but? No, people have come up with that one before. Yeah, no one's ever said that before. You got it. Yeah, that's pretty good, Ashley. Why is Ashley on the show? To fuck it up, to ruin it. Uh, Well, the show wasn't going to be crazy either way. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, if it weren't for Ashley, (laughs) Joe Rogan would be out of here. Yeah. We'd own podcasting. But I feel like uh, Guinevere is kind of trying her best to... Her? There. To, like work in the realm of improv well ashley mm. just derails i see everything all the time seemingly okay so let's get into this with gwen 
because we're going to talk about there's an app they're making up for getting blowjobs, you know, like a mobile app, but for blowjobs. You guys get it? Yeah. Yeah. I like the sound of it. Good premise. All right, let's go. And when you're within the parameters of that hotspot, the blowers will receive a text alert letting them know that a blowy is in their area and they should rush over as soon as they can. It's ten ninety nine a month. And and it's kind of like Uber for uh, people who like to get blown. Yeah, you can anyone can sign up. Yeah, it's or or like DoorDash. Think of it like DoorDash. You're like, ooh. Or, or, or it could be like Grubhub. Yeah, or another app. Or like Instacart. Or, or it could be like Postmates. Now you go. You pick or, an app. Or the Glory Hole at Delta Sonic. Or Lyft. <laughs> I really like this kind of like feminine blue blown kind of It's kind called of thing. the feminine blue. <laughs> okay. So Gwen introduces this concept of uh, this app that gives you a blowjob. And then um, here's a plot twist on this whole thing. Well, here, here's the, the big plot twist. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, the men are the blowers and uh, the trans girls are the blowees. I don't want to get blown. <laughs> Thanks. So if anyone's wondering whether Gwen was pre-op or post-op, I think that answered all of our questions right now. Yeah. I, I could tell. When her voice dropped, <laughs> her voice dropped an octave. I think I started to pick up on. Yeah, that. okay. I think obviously you realize what was going on there. So apparently, this app that we're all going to be signing up for, us guys would be blowing trans women. I don't know how popular this is going to be, but what am I in marketing? How do we fall for this? <laughs> all right, yeah, right. I could just see you and me three mustard ups. Like, why? Why am I doing this? Why are we right still now? doing this? <laughs> There's, there's promise of payment around the corner <laughs> yeah. someday. So that conversation leads into this hilarious crypto joke about cryptocurrency. 50 cents in blow bucks goes a <laughs> long way. Our new cryptocurrency blows. <laughs> so you put in, we have to have like $2,000 of your money, but you'll get $2 million of blow bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck are they talking about? It's not a good crypto joke at all, because I don't know what the I don't know. The exchange rate? I guess I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm confused by that. Okay, so then this is an example of Ashley just being brain dead. I have a, a multiple examples of this. But now because of this app and because of this cryptocurrency, we're creating a whole new eco-friendly economy out of nowhere. Don't ask me how they got to this place, because I zoned out. And uh, we're going to be in a new world that doesn't have cars. We can <laughs> stop having cars. We can just have little... Uh... Your boss will call you and say... So Gwen constantly does this. Where Ashley will go... Bah, da, da. Rescues her. And then rescues her. <laughs> yeah. When it's just undeserved. Uh, this show would be great if you just let... Ad- everyone just stopped and stared at Ashley like... Yeah, Carl <laughs> let her stinky words hang in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of Ricky Gervais it. Just go. Yes. Go ahead. What were you going to say? What you, where is that going? Please continue. Yeah, where are you going with that one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this whole show would be amazing if someone just said, That's fascinating. Please go on. <laughs> All right, Andy, what do you got? Okay, so in clip three, the premise of this scene is that Guinevere is digging for a buried treasure 
But Ashley, who is a comedy genius that gets to subvert all the rules of improv, mm. doing her anti-improv, no, no but bullshit, yeah. is going to make this uh, a really great scene. Okay, with those rules in place, let's start an improv session. All right, so I'm going to build a scene here. Um, okay. Hey, hand me that shovel. We've got to dig for the buried treasure. Sorry, uh, we're not in a... <laughs> we're, we're in an aquarium. There are no shovels here. Okay, well, I'll just start digging for the buried treasure with my hands. You should help out, because we're running out of oxygen. Dig, 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 dig. Why are you running out of oxygen, Gwen? I'm doing just fine. I can breathe, and it feels nice. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. The opposite of an aqua- of a beach is an aquarium. <laughs> and sure. breathing is nice. <laughs> it feels nice. I know you can't tell, but I'm laughing on the inside. No, it's really good it's stuff. Such a great bit. There um Let me just let me just button this scene. Yeah, up. yeah, but, please but, do. I, yeah, I just yeah. like their chemistry. You need together. to know what happens. They work so it. well together. That's what I'm enjoying. Yeah, because working together and using your imagination to, to take a scene in a humorous direction, but Ashley can't get on board with finding the treasure. So so Guinevere or <laughs> I can't do it. That's why I keep calling her Gwen. She, yeah, yeah, Ashley no. was calling it Gwen too. It's just easier. It's too yeah. much. Just play clip four. All right. Don't forget to talk into the microphone from time to time on this show. Um, Is it because you're stealing my oxygen? Yeah, have you been breathing double? Have you been breathing too hard? Well, I mean, I'm just st- standing in outside of the tank and uh looking at you because you're kind of being really strange right now well if you're not gonna help oh my god if you're not gonna help you can't have any of this treasure my gosh there's so much gold and pearls and jewels and you can't have any of it because you didn't play along fuck you imagination imagination Wow. Yeah. I'm imagining uh, actual women that are really funny. Yeah. It's like, you have to use your imagination. Yeah, where do those exist? (laughs) Where are those unicorns? Hmm. So, apparently, it sounded like Gwen got a little fed up with Ashley and her no-butting and decided, like, well, then I'm going to keep all this fake treasure (laughs) for myself. (laughs) Pretty good one. I bet Ashley's kicking herself. I get all the blow bucks. (laughs) Yeah, I bet she's kicking herself now. All right. So, then they bring up. We all have seen the TLC shows where there's a guy who like falls in love with his car and wants to fuck it and stuff like that. And I would think these people would be very tolerant of everyone's sexual identity, at least. You hear about those guys that want to fuck their cars? Yeah, they're scary. Oh. Ashley, it's very close-minded of you. Someone wants to fuck their car. What's your problem? Okay, let's get into the, the main issue here. And that is, hold on, wait for it, the patriarchy. Can you believe it? So there's a lot of talk about dicks and sucking dicks, as you might have noticed. And so they equate that with the patriarchy for some reason. We've been talking about dicks for like the past 11 minutes straight. Oh my straight. God. The patriarchy has taken over this podcast. <laughs> Somebody please send help this now. This podcast brought to you by the patriarchy. We are a lovely group of people. Uh, mostly all men, actually all men, and we uh, we make sure 
that the world is run smoothly. Smooth, like a man's skin. Exact. No, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good stuff right there. That was an advertisement for the patriarchy. That's not even no buddy. She goes, wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think they're trying to do a show where they prove that, like, what not to do. Yeah. That seems like what they're well, doing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know they're trying to do that, but that is what they're doing. What not to do, for sure. They're not improving. 100%. Yes. Okay. So now they take a quick break because Gwen makes a match on Tinder. Now, Gwen's the one who said that it'd be playing pretend to say that it's not going to die alone. Right. All right. This is a this is a lonely whatever it is. And so there's an interesting <laughs> clue that comes in. I'm, I'm not offending people. There's an interesting clue that comes in here about what's going on. Oh, I got a match on Tinder. Hang on. This podcast has to stop. Oh, no. It's probably someone ugly. You. That's very judgmental. What, so you're allowed to react to people about, based on their looks, but not their gender identity, right? Huh. Yeah. All right. I just, I'm making notes here. I'm figuring this out. Yeah. You, you know what that means. We got to rate. Come on over to the ugly scale and stop. All righty. I'm seriously checking it. <laughs> oh, she's cool. All right. Oh, good. So, again, Ashley has no idea what she's going to say. Never lands. Never sticks the landing ever. And then, I don't know if you guys heard this. This is a, a trans woman, according to the description of the show, saying, oh, I got made a match. And she's cool. And my, my question, and I, I think I might bring Annie on to ask some questions when we're done with this. And my question is, does she know that she's matching with a trans woman? That would be, because obviously it, it's pre-op. So would, I'm, I'm guessing the woman's into cock, but then the woman is matching. Anyway. I would hope that they're being transparent about transparent about that information on their profile. Well, because a guy called into the dick show recently. And was talking about on Tinder, all these matches are coming in now, and it's all of these trans women. And he's like, well, I don't want that, but there's no way to opt out of that, because that would be hate speech. That's crazy. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Can I have a date with a chick who doesn't have a cock? Yeah. Is that hate speech to say that? So, who, yes, it is. Apparently, have, that is. The trick is you have to be savvy about these things, Carl. Okay. You have to say... Uh, uh, I love kids, and I can't wait to have a family of my own one day. Ah, I see. Okay, that's how you. That's it's like saying uh, I want an athletic woman. Watch and you're watch you're, this. I'll, I'll mansplain this to him. Yeah, you think men can't get pregnant, Andy? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get back to the fucking patriarchy because they started that ad read they were doing for the patriarchy, which was great. So this continues here. This is good stuff. So let's continue listening to the patriarchy Um, ad. Are you a man? Are you a woman? (laughs) Are you tired of your woman mouthing off when she should know your authoritative position in the household? (laughs) Introducing (laughs) backhand lather. (laughs) Just, Just apply the resin to the back of your hand to make your slaps scented with the mahogany and sandalwood of a man. Are you a woman who can't deal with the uh, the man in your life? According to them, the patriarchy is just spousal abuse. <laughs> right? That's what they're equating it to. They're like, you know, it's if you like the patriarchy, you like beat the shit out of women. Like, well, no. <laughs> can't speak for everyone on this topic. 
But uh, this continues. It's like it's like a salve that is scented with um, masculine smells. So when you inevitably backhand your wife in the mouth, um, yeah. it not only stings more because it's got capsaicin in it, but it it kind powder. of. Uh, hypnotizes them with the smell. Yeah, they, they recognize throughout the day as their upper lip swells up that it's like, oh, this is the smell of a man. So I guess here's my thing with the, you know, people complain about the patriarchy, if, if that exists or not, or whatever that is. is um, I'm what, thinking about signing up. What's the alternative? Because <laughs> no one has explained to me what the better thing to have for structure our society is if it's letting these two retards run things yeah. then definitely not i'm definitely <laughs> opting out of that immediately so i get very confused by all of this yeah it's having uh multiple meetings about what's going to happen before it happens we should talk when, about our feelings right can we right. do that yeah, right. all right good so i want to, to get out about my trauma a meeting about the meeting <laughs> that we're gonna have and then a meeting about what we just discussed and individually let's, let's talk about our trauma yeah you go first <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah. Oh, well, I uh, lost my credit card in Detroit <laughs> and my computer. Oh, we're doing the recap now? <laughs> we do have to talk about Detroit. You didn't really lose your computer, did you? I recovered it. Oh, that's I... right. I forgot you did. You left it at the fucking venue. Holy shit. Okay. We'll talk. We'll, t- we'll tell some Detroit stories. It was stories. very traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Because Andy, in typical Andy fashion, the only guy I know him gets shit on by a bird yeah. in the middle of a city and just... Everything happens to you. It's why we bring you along. For yeah, it was the only bird in Nashville. Dude, you, you fucking Ray DeVito'd a show that featured Ray DeVito. How is that possible? <laughs> you out DeVito'd Ray somehow. Yeah, it's difficult to do. Okay, let's get back to this amazing show that everyone's enjoying, even though I'm obviously ignoring all of the comments that are coming in as we do this. Where next, Andy? At clip five, Ashley tries to pivot to another thought because she always seems to be like, stumbling like trying to just discover a joke by accident i know right right so this is gonna fall face first into a joke and it yeah. never happens yeah so she <laughs> she throws this <laughs> there's a rake is that funny <laughs> well from my vantage point yes yeah. she throws this premise out there about a company and then she just like looks at gwen to take oh, over yeah, yeah. And, and, she, and nobody knows what to do with this it happens a lot well that's weird because <laughs> we don't they the the company. What company is this? Amway. Am, Amway. I don't know what Amway. Amway. Uh, happy fishing expedition. Uh, sea World. Wait, Amway's company. a pyramid scheme, I think. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Gwen knows a little bit about improv in the sense that she doesn't just look at Ashley and go. What the fuck are you talking about? Right, right, right. At least she doesn't do at that. At least, at least it goes. I don't know what's a company. Amway's a company. All yeah. right, go. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just saying uh, the word company. What does that mean to you? I don't know. What the um, fuck are you talking yeah, about? What? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. I, I gotta go. <laughs> I can't imagine doing a show with Ashley. It's got to be so fucking difficult. Here's just a fun little ISO for the board. You can trust me because I have a penis. Here, I'll show you. <laughs> I mean, this is a trans woman saying this. Uh, it kind of makes it even funnier, I guess. Didn't even sound like the same person. All right. So Ashley, I think, is losing the thread here. I think Ashley, as they're talking about the patriarchy, she's getting a little lost in her own head. Men just pull down their pants to show women that they were are indeed a man so that 
they can take charge of the situation and they should listen to them. I think that was Gwen. I'm sorry. I had in my notes that was Ashley. Uh, I think that was Ashley. Was that Ashley? Yeah, because it sounded like Wendy. Sounded like an idiot. Yeah. All right. Good point on that. So here's the thing that I don't understand. So they, they, in their minds, anyone with a penis has authority. Andy has no authority over anyone. No one's listening <laughs> no to Andy one. about anything. Not in his household, not at the studio. The cats ignore him. Yeah. yeah. People have been telling me the patriarchy is so great. I was like, I've, re- <laughs> I've reaped no benefits from it. <laughs> I've yet to experience any benefits or perks from the patriarchy, but I'm waiting. You're like uh, John with his Mensa card. You're like, I, but I, I got the card here somewhere. I know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I know I'm like in control yeah. of something. I have a penis, so I know I'm part of the patriarchy. Right? Yeah, I've been told that it's a good thing, but I'm still waiting for the perks. All right, back to you. Okay. Well, I in clip six, I actually thought that this could be a good premise in the right hands, but not in these two's hands. If you're not donating any money to Double Delirium, then are you really a fan of Double Delirium? Right, so this is a great segue. We can uh, talk about our <laughs> Patreon tiers. <laughs> oh, yes. What, um, since I'm a guest, I don't quite rem- like know what your Patreon tiers so are. It's very simple. This is supposed to be jokes about what you get out of certain... Tears. They don't really have a Patreon, right? I don't think so. Okay, no. I didn't see that. And these def- these tears definitely aren't because they're so fucking dumb. But okay. if somebody might be able to make a funny tier about like you can get on the blowjob app or something, sure. you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But these or tiers, or maybe like, at this tier you get duct tape and you stick it over Ashley's mouth. Like all right, yeah, I'll yeah. Up, I'll sign for that. Yeah, that sounds good. But these two have nothing. But it's not going to stop them from pulling the taffy on it in clip seven. <laughs> so at the bottom level, it's hamburger. And you can donate one used hamburger. <laughs> like, what? what is the condition of this hamburger? Does it have to be half eaten? I, just one bite? Well, used just... Can it have crooked teeth? <laughs> like, what are we talking about with this hamburger? Used just implies that you've removed it from its original wrapper. Okay, but like, if, if you got a tiny, tiny chunk of the hamburger, would that also count as much as a big hamburger that just got unwrapped? You know, we're we're allowing our patrons to choose how much they think we deserve with the hamburger tier. If you want to give us a crumb of hamburger meat or, like, the pickle that you didn't want, you know, and if it still has that hamburger essence kind of clinging to it, that's fine. Where's the beef? That's <laughs> uh, what uh, Ashley's grandmother asked her after she transitioned. <laughs> it's still there, Grandma. It's still there, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> At least for now. All right. That's pretty good stuff. So uh, used hamburgers, one the wrapper I take it off of. I go to restaurants where there is no wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know. Ooh. I know. I'm fucking being braggadocious again. I'm being kind of a dick. No one told me there was going to be boasting. Yeah, That's why they yeah. call you that, right? You're an expert? <laughs> I am an expert. I am the hamburger <laughs> over here. Watch out. Anything else over there? You want to play for us? I pulled a lot of clips here, but... I, I will say to your when we first started talking about this, mm-hmm. this was an hour long episode. Yeah, I don't think I made it twenty minutes. It's tough. It's it's all very so clippable. hard to listen. to. It's very clippable, but I don't know. They don't know where they're going. I don't know where they're going. Yeah. None of it makes any sense. This is another weird one in eight where this next tier is. It's called compliments and essays. Okay, but I don't really know how. <laughs> 
It, do, it doesn't make any sense. Do but, the words matter at this point? I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> it doesn't seem like Where it. Where it ends up is so bizarre. Um, the next Patreon tier up is going to be compliments and persuasive essays. I want to know. <laughs> this is this actually. I think this might be like my favorite. Uh, <laughs> my my favorite tier, honestly, because I'm very bad at compliments, but I and am very else. good at writing persuasive essays, which is why I uh, persuaded my teacher to sleep with me, and it worked. Yeah, and I mean, he did. He he got someone else to sleep with me. <laughs> Who are they trying to fuck in this show? I'm so confused. <laughs> the, the teacher's like, I wouldn't fuck her with your dick, or would I? <laughs> you know what I? All I'm thinking of right now, I just I can't stop thinking about it, and so I have to just say it out loud. Jack Nicholson and Mars Attacks, just going, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I don't know how I didn't pull that I drop. I have that drop on here. Well, not, <laughs> you're not, not, not in my clips, but on, my, on to my board, board for my show. Oh, God. Where, it's, the, where the good clips all are. All I can fucking think where the good <laughs> clips are. That's all I can fucking think of right for some yeah. reason. Gwen starts asking a question that we all want to know the answer of, and that's about um, my Lord and Savior. What about Jesus's cock? What about Jesus's uh, cock, huh? Right. What about Jesus's cock? Where is it? What do they do with it? Where can I find it? So this is the premise of the next bit that they're going to do. And Gwen starts cracking itself up because this is just so naughty right here. It's like when we found the Dead Sea Scrolls or the Shroud of Turin. We found <laughs> the clone of William. Jesus Christ. <laughs> This is so bad. <laughs> so, if you have trouble uh, with uh, finding your dildos. Again, Ashley is so brain dead. And this continues on into my next clip where Ashley can never figure out how to finish a fucking thought. Yeah. I never fucking once. Yes. And we will find some other uh, dildos made from your... Uh, you're, if you're feeling left out, like literally has to get bailed out every fucking time. Yeah. Cannot figure out what they're going to say. Then Ashley comes up with this brilliant idea. What if we do a bit that I would actually be good at? She goes, I got it. Okay, everyone. Let's, uh, let's bow our heads in silence just for fun. Okay. <laughs> she finally is like, like you don't want to be a good bit if no one talked. That's, I could do that. It's a good bit for their show. I could pull that off. I like that she goes, let's do it for fun. A moment of silence is always for fun. That's why we do that. It's pretty good stuff. Moment for, of silence for the death of comedy. <laughs> the death of podcasting. I guess anyone can have a podcast is what I've learned <laughs> the seven years <laughs> that we've been doing this show. It seems like there isn't a high bar of entry. Uh, anything else you wanted to uh, play from this, hmm. Andy? Uh, I'm very mad because I have a lot more clips that I I was really miserable pulling. But there's I, four clips. I really don't want. To, there's you, four clips. All right, left. all right. Let's You're acting like then. there's thirty clips. You should see what happens when I get Doug from Good Times Great Movies or Doug from Who's Right. Yes, well, any other Doug. They give me way too many fucking clips. I have to yeah, look at my board. I'm like, 
Do you have to play all 80 of these clips, or what are we doing I, next? I you know got four. I to not overstay my welcome with the clips. But, That's true. So I guess another pro tip in improv is to just cherry pick a word out of any sentence, mm. and that becomes a joke. In clip 10. He looked rugged and like he never took a shower and like he didn't know how to use a comb. And so he would always be there. Nice segue. Comb tier is going to send me a comb because I'm always losing them. Oh, oh, I thought comb tier was they could actually come over here and comb your hair. No, 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 they no. They could no, be like no, a no, 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 barber, a free barber I for you. Photoshop them in to a photorealistic avatar. <laughs> I see. How like, does this just, go? Well, I, I film myself um, combing my hair, but I cover my arm in like a green screen sleeve. Yeah. And then, and then I Photoshop does. their whole body on my arm. Oh! Just... <laughs> I can't take it anymore! I, I, I can't. I really can't. This is... It's bad. This is ruining your show, is what's happening. All right, you might think that, (laughs) but they're going to start introducing their next guest. So this is fun. This is part of the guest. a guest? Oh, yeah. This is a guest introduction they're going to do. And if you thought everything we've heard up to this point is bad, it gets worse. And they know how to ride a bike without being traumatized by it. They know know how to ride a bike with a chili dog in one hand and a chili cheese dog in the other (laughs) And they know that if they can combine the two, they can make a really tasty chili dog. A double-barreled chili chili cheese dog. <laughs> so who is this guest, Gwen? Um, his name is... Uh... Pango. I've already fucking forgotten. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, you're right. It got worse. I it can't got worse. It. <laughs> so the guest is riding a bicycle with a chili dog in one hand and a chili cheese dog in the other hand. And if you combine the two, you get a chili dog. According to Ashley, pretty good stuff. That must have been written down. They must have writers on the show, right? That has to be the case. That RNN strike? Yes, they must have writers. So finally, they bring in the guest, and this goes a little something like this. Pango, how are you doing today? Huh? You're I'm a from swell guy. You're not a swell guy anymore. I'm swollen as fuck. <laughs> Babu, if you're from Alabama, where they make all the alcohol, it's right next to Alabama. (laughs) See, I this is why I didn't go to school, and my family just drove me around the United States. (laughs) (laughs) That was that we. (laughs) Now I learned geography. While also, I also uh, learned the police. I was just imagining them taking this show on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I would go. Yeah, I know. I'd go to this before I went to see Suttering John. <laughs> so that leads to this, and this is why I played those two clips because they bring in their guests. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they have the guest on there. But that turns into joking about how they have writers on the show because guys, obviously they don't, right? And that's pretty good. And then Ashley. Brings us to the dumbest possible premise imaginable. Beyond the imagination. (laughs) I I don't know where we would be if we didn't have writers. Probably Mars. Yeah. Writers kind of keep everything on Earth. Um, Bad news, actually. 
This is the news segment. Um, did you hear bad news for all the Martians out there? And, oh, no. And, and people living on Mars. Oh, no. Mars University has been struck by an asteroid. That's not... Gwen, that's like the... the that Republican University... Purdue. So, oh my god, all life is... Uh, <laughs> Purdue's not on Mars. Don't make them cool. <laughs> what is going on right now? So writers keep us on Earth and then we're on Mars because there's no writers. But then there's a university on Mars. It gets hit by an asteroid. But that's okay because it's conservative like Purdue is a conservative university according to this numb nuts. And I then... hate this fucking show. <laughs> I know. I... I, gotta, I hate this fucking show. I gotta agree with you on that one. So let me just play a couple more clips real quick and then we'll wrap things up. Now, as you know, everyone who's bad at comedy loves the box of chocolates setup. <laughs> Patrick Michael does. Stut Joe. At these retards are no different. Mama says life's like a box of chocolates. You might open it up and find out it's got a bunch of ants inside. <laughs> That's a pretty pretty unique joke, Gwen. <laughs> you liked it? No. <laughs> All right, thank you, Ashley, for shutting that one down. Even Ashley goes, listen, I might be retarded, but that's really stupid. I don't, I don't know why you think that would be good. And then Gwen has a good excuse. I might keep this on the board for myself, actually. Maybe Probably. I was making the joke ironically and going for the cringe factor. Yeah. You ever think of that? <laughs> I wasn't even trying now to be funny. funny again. I wasn't even trying to be funny. That's I got you on that one. So this is great because all of this culminates to this. Finally, Gwen gets fed up with Ashley and shuts this shit down. Like you were playing on your clips, Ashley shutting down Gwen's stupid premises. Mm-hmm. This goes 180 here. Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> and Luigi is like this hardcore like criminal kind of mastermind and, and it has to be Peach mario versus prostitute oh yeah and 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 the her pimp is uh luigi no no <laughs> no that isn't no her pimp is mario nope um um yeah this is such a stupid bit <laughs> <laughs> anyway Yes, thank you. It's a stupid bit. Why are you doing any of this? All right, one last clip I have. This is speaking of stupid bits. Here is a show within a show. Apparently, the uh, Aunt Susie has her own show that they're very excited about. Oh my God, Aunt Susie Crazy Show! Yay! All right, wow. here we go. Waka, waka. It's the Crazy Aunt Susie Show. It's, it's, it's <laughs> icky, itchy, and scratchy. Hey! Where's my pudding spoon? What? Where is it, Magic House? Answer me! Magic House, you've never talked correctly ever since we smacked you with the bulldozer. This is going great! (laughs) I can't get over the Wendy... Boy, that's all I Yeah, hear. I know. You're right. And we're probably making fun of someone who's mentally retarded, which I'm <laughs> yeah, fine with. Maybe it is Wendy. <laughs> it might be. Wendy changed her name in order to, to fool front. us. Now, all right, let's let's have a little fun little experiment right here. Let's listen to the latest episode and see if it's any different. Just right, right from the top. Let's just see what it <laughs> yeah, sounds like. Maybe they're like. getting better. Yeah. Testing, ging, testing, ging. One, two, three, ging, ging. Oh, no, I, I, I didn't use it. 
Ashley, are you going to test singing? Testing. <laughs> Okay. Right, we can just cut this part out, and I say that, but I'm not. So, oh, uh, I, hi! I'm sure. Welcome back to another episode of... Devil Delirium! Devil Devil Egg Damn Dirt. So, today we have a special video for you all. What, already? <laughs> oh my god! You guys get it yet? <laughs> Is everyone getting this yet? Listen, I gotta bring out a special correspondent. To WATP to help explain and make sense of all of this. Annie, the review girl. How's it going, Annie? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing fantastic, obviously, as you can tell. We're having so much fun over here. So You want me to come and make sense of this? How the hell <laughs> yes. am I supposed to make sense of any of well, this? Okay, explain to me this this Gwen person who claims to be a trans woman, and but is trying to pick up dates on Tinder. Uh, do you understand how this works or how any of this works? Uh, how to pick up dates on Tinder as a trans woman? Sure, if you got if you got knowledge on that, I, kick it out. What do you got? I I have no clue. No um, clue. You you mentioned briefly uh, th- in reference to the Dick Show that people are like forced to, to see these trans people on these dating apps, and yeah. that's a problem that I totally understand. And I make a point in basically any profile online. It's the second word in my profile. First is my age, and then second is trans woman. What? Right you there. never told me that? What the fuck? Annie, oh, yeah. You uh-huh. betrayed me. Oh, yeah, I did. Next, you're going to tell us that you love improv. I have the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, let me ask you this question. So I, I, I appreciate that you're open and honest about these things. Um, the Ashley. She, now, Ashley sounds like she was maybe assigned female at birth. Am I crazy? To say that? Uh, it's possible. Uh, okay. Some people have a lot. Um, can you be a trans woman? A, a lot better and, voices. And, well, but can you be a trans woman? This is what I'm trying to make sense of. Because they say they're both mm-hmm. trans women. It sounds very much like it's a guy and a girl. So could you be a trans woman, but also be assigned female at birth? I get confused. Yeah, I think so. Because some of the labels get so loose at some point, And some people just blur the lines and want to assign whatever label they want and still be in any category they want. I I have no idea how much uh, how any of it works. It, full disclosure, I kind of stay away from the entire LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. because, um, well, I mean, it's a I don't know matter. I don't know what I need to say. Yeah, because yeah. it's a clusterfuck. I understand what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, so it's gotten a little convoluted over the past few years. I, I identify as female. If you don't want to call me a woman, that's fine. I don't get butthurt about it. I'm not going to go ride in the streets. I'm not going to, you know, start start trying to get you doxxed or, you know, get you canceled or anything Annie, like that. It's right. not that big of a deal. I, I don't know why You're, people take it so serious. I don't understand that either. It seems crazy. Pronouns are like all the thing. Like you can like lose your fucking mind over it. It seems so silly. Like there's bigger problems in the world. But let me ask you this. I was assigned uh, a club foot at birth. <laughs> Can I be part of this community? Can they welcome you me into this? transition. <laughs> I transitioned into a walking guy. <laughs> I think Tuki I th- made that comedy. He was just like, I, I thought for sure I'd be watching Carl hobble around, and here he is just walking like a normal person. Do you want the funny answer or the real answer? I want both. Uh, the the real answer is yeah probably uh, a lot of um well like on Tumblr and a lot of these really like really niche communities it seems to me that the disabled people would like to be in the LGBT community somehow fuck yeah I'm in. <laughs> 
You're the plus. <laughs> yeah, me and Blind Mike. Let's go. <laughs> so you can go to Pride with us. I I can and I do. <laughs> you can't stop me. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you for your lack of expertise, Annie. Yeah. Well, thanks. Always appreciate it. We'll, we'll come back to you when it's time for reviews. See you then. All right. See you then. The great Annie review girl, everybody. I like that how, uh, I mean, a, a person with uh, maybe like a mobility issue decides that they're not disabled and they're going to be a fireman. They're handy capable. They're gonna, right. And they're going to save lives. Of course. And so that's the person that's going to come help me when i'm trapped in a burning building what are you a bigot I'm, <laughs> yes i'm just oh you want your cats to be alive i'm predicting oh, my, okay i'm predicting Bigots. my own death <laughs> hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. <laughs> you know, I get a lot of shit on the show for everything I do. But one of the things I get a lot of shit on for is the opening segment being too short. Oh, he just wants to get right to the stuttering John clips and the same fucking OP shit over and over again. This episode, I'm trying, I pulled a lot of clips. We're trying to dissect and analyze the show and everyone's annoyed with me for how long this went on for. So let's move on. Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. This one comes in from Adam Thoreau, who hasn't sent me in a cringe of the week in a while, but he sends us in. This is a show called Spooky Spouses and I have not listened to this yet. I just trust Adam. So let's discover it together. A Texas woman has re-encountered her terror after being attacked simultaneous. I can't say that word. Simultaneous. Not simultaneous. Simultaneously. What? I'm just riffing right now. Go. Simultaneously. Close. I'm... Simul- Simon Simon Simultaneously. Shre- <laughs> <laughs> I can't um, say that word. Mr. Latamelessly, Le- Simon Latamelessly. <laughs> Simon. No, it's oh. not Simon. <laughs> Cinnamon. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Go ahead, try. Simon. No, it's oh. not Simon. Sim you. No. S- Sim you lit. Tainously. No. <laughs> no, Sir, stop laughing. No. You want to know? I'm actually legit trying to like look at it and say no, it, I and know. I can't say I know. it. Some words are super. Some words are hard, and that say, one. How do you say it? Oh, now I can't say it. <laughs> simul simultaneously. Okay, simultaneously. Hey, how about that, everybody? <laughs> Sounded out. Sounded out like you're four. I will say Adam goes tap out at any time. It's a longer <laughs> clip, but that uh, reminds me of uh, it's a rough one. Back when uh, Attack of the Show used to be on, and uh, they had this clip of this woman promoting a some video game that was called uh, Cataclysm. Okay, and it's it's the kind of thing where she had only ever read it and never mm-hmm. said it because she did like a two minute piece about uh, 
cataclysm. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> she said it like 50 times. And you're like, no, afraid not. John C. Dvorak talks about how he'd only read the word chaos all growing up mm-hmm. and had no idea how that word was pronounced. And then when he finally went to go say Shouse. it, you're <laughs> just like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Idiot. All right. I want to talk about one of my good buddies. You know, it's no different than, you know, a police officer running to the scene of a crime or a firefighter running into a burning building. It's what I do. Tom Myers decided once again to try to take one of my videos down off of YouTube with the old copyright strike. Just when I was going to bat for him and saying he's way better than that last show, he shows up with this bullshit. He sucks. Copyright takedown request received for your YouTube video is the email I got from the YouTube copyright team. I'll read you the first paragraph. It says, we received the copyright infringement notification below regarding your video. We believe your content is protected by fair use, fair dealing, or a similar exception to copyright protection. We are ready to let you know we do not plan to remove your video at this time. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. They do say that... um, just so you know, they can go after you directly. This is not um, any legal advice. We're just letting you know. We're not taking it down. So they give me the email address of the person who decided to try to take my video it down. P.S. Tom Myers is a cunt. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not here to dox people. But if you're going to fucking try to get my videos struck off of YouTube because you're a moron to understand how copyright works, I'll just say comedian Tom Myers at gmail.com wrote into them. And so he filled out this thing. Comedian. And this is this is his email. This is, I know, comedian Tom Myers. No one would guess that email address. <laughs> Please, guys, let's not harass my buddy Tom. He's, he's a great guy. To whom it may concern is what he wrote. This is his email to YouTube. Per your instructions, I am providing information regarding my request to take down a video owing to infringement of my rights as a content creator. The offending video I am seeking to have removed is the brand new Tom Myers stand-up is worse than you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Love Tom Myers. <laughs> the video link is here. Okay. So he has to answer these five questions in this says Number one. Can you tell a joke? <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you heard of the bong hit transplant? <laughs> I rest my case, Your Honor. Yeah. <laughs> Question one is, what is the title of your copyrighted work? If your work is entitled, please provide a description. Blah, blah, blah. Answer. The name of the video is Tom Myers, Hanover, PA, December 2022. And then he sends the link to that. And it says, what type of copyrighted work is it? His answer is, it is a video of my stand-up performance posted by me. I am asking for it to be removed as it contains the entirety of a video that I uploaded and it takes away views from my own page, therefore denies me potential monetization. Wow, is this guy delusional? You really think people are going, I love Tom Meyer's stand-up, but should I watch it on Carl's YouTube channel or should I watch it on Tom Meyer's YouTube channel? No, no, no. You don't understand. Your your stand-up blows, and we goof on it, and that's why people watch it on our channel and not on yours. That's why it has thousands and thousands of views on our channel, and you can't get anyone watching your shit. (laughs) Question three. When was it authored? It was authored December 2022. By whom was it authored? Question four. Answer. It was authored by me. And then question five. (laughs) If portions of your work appear in this video, what are the specific timestamps in which this occurs? His answer. This is my favorite. His answer is, 54 seconds to 29 minutes or 21 minutes and 39 seconds, which is the entire video. So what we did was, if you remember, we were watching his uh, stand up, his new stand up set. 
and we're just watching it and pausing it and commenting and transforming his content into something actually entertaining and fun. And Tom Myers, he said, he goes, that's my entire stand-up set. Well, you're the one to post it on the internet. What do I tell you? If you don't want it getting out, you got to do the old uh, stuttering John and show that you have zero confidence in your material. <laughs> we'll be talking about that. I got to talk about that. Stuttering John shit coming to the comments. Carlson, March 10th, tickets are available. 20 bucks gets you in the door. 40 bucks for the meet and greet. Nope. <laughs> and he just shakes his head. I'm very nope. scared. No. <laughs> Don't make Fair me do enough. it. Fair I'll enough. Pay 80 to not do it. All right. I want to talk about now. People have been talking about this for the last week or two, but I thought we'd do a little bit of a deep dive here. And actually, I got a note from N Capable on our Patreon asking us to discuss this. And I think it is important to the podcasting community. And it's also a wild story. There's this company. That is now defunct called Cast Media, Cast with a K, and Cast Media. Well, you know what? I'll let Theo Vaughn take it away because Theo Vaughn recently came out on his show this past weekend with Theo Vaughn, and he explained the issue that he has with this company that was representing him and a lot of other big podcasters. We, our podcast was defrauded. We were stolen from. Um, we were taken advantage of a lot of ways to say it. Uh, the company that did it is cast media and the man that did it is Colin Thompson. And I'm going to put his picture in here. Um, you just say picture. <laughs> Hold on. Did Theo Vaughn just say picture his picture? Exactly. I, I was going to, what an idiot. <laughs> I was going to joke that Theo Vaughn is not the, like the voice of authority intelligence yeah, right yeah, yeah. No, I, understand, <laughs> I, I think of like succinct explanations no, i don't I think theo vaughn but all right there's three clips with theo vaughn i got other stuff all it's, right it's not just it's not all theo vaughn he has here. firsthand experience with it but let's he find does out. yes and he's naming names he doesn't give a fuck at this and point, he's showing I like. pictures <laughs> and that did it is colin thompson and i'm gonna put his picture in here um, definitely a picture and uh it's I don't know exactly how to say this. I'm going to do my best. Um, We're part of a larger group of podcasts that were uh, stolen from, right? We were part the in, in total. I've just between talking with folks, there's up to four million dollars that I know of that people were taking advantage of. Uh, we're in the six figures. I know of podcasts that are in the seven figures. Wow. So here's this company that's reselling advertising. Four specific podcasts that are part of its network under its umbrella, Cast Media. And $4 million of advertising was never paid out to the podcasters. So he's going to break it all down for us here. But you fuck with the wrong rat, Colin. I'll tell you that, brother. And uh, and I'll just tell you guys what happened. Um, we had a deal with this company, right? And, and it was started off good. And then it started to get where we were getting less of our payments. And we were reading the ads. We do the ads, you know, we read them out loud and we, and, and you guys support some of them and thank you. Um, and then it got to be where we were getting paid less of the payment we were owed and they sell all the ads a year in advance. So you're kind of stuck into the year, right? And the advertisers were paying Colin Thompson and cast media and they weren't paying us. They would pay us a little bit and they had a reason why. And hold on. Pop Sculpture says, funny to hear Carl throwing stones about how to pronounce words. That's the joke, idiot. I was saying picture for years until someone says, Carl, the word is picture. And I went, what? 
<laughs> is that why the C is before that? Oh, okay. That's the joke. A lot of people pronounce it that way. I'll say that. Well, Theo Vaughn does. He's doing well. <laughs> Look at him. He's professional. He's, yeah. he's losing millions. <laughs> he's killing it. <laughs> okay. So apparently they were paying out. So this has been going on for at least since 2016. I think cast media started business and, and they're going on and they're paying out money for advertising. And so things are going well. So you're like, okay, great. We got a great partnership here and it's great until it isn't. And then all of a sudden, Hey, what's going on here? We're not getting the payments. So this is where it gets nuts because these kind of things happen, you know, companies come into play and they overpromise and they underdeliver, and you have to cut ties with them. And it sucks because sometimes you're under contract and they, they breach the contract. And then what do you do? Can you get the money back? They owe you who knows, but this is where it gets nuts because there's podcast one, podcast one. Adam Carolla is on podcast one. It's a, it's a big podcasting company. It. it came out of Westwood one, which uh-huh. was a huge radio syndicator. And of course, Westwood one I also heard of it. Hired Opie. <laughs> Brilliant so, business decision. Yeah. So I don't know how smart they are, but whatever. So there's this guy named Rob Allen. And Rob Allen approaches Theo Vaughn with a solution to the fact that this company, Cast Media, owes him what he described as six figures, so hundreds of thousands of dollars in advertising revenue that he was never paid on. And then they come along, Colin Thompson comes along, and he joins, there's a new company that has a stock that's going live soon, right? Or it's coming out or something. This company called Podcast One or Live One, right? I, he, they, they get me on a call, uh, with, I think the guy's name, Rob Ellen. Yeah. That's the guy's name, Rob Ellen. Um, and his brother is Doug Ellen, who's like a screenwriter. And I think he did, his brother was pretty successful. Um, but they get me on a call with this guy, Rob Ellen, right. And, and they tell me, um, They tell me that if you come over to our new network, over to this new network, Podcast One, that we'll pay you some of what you're owed in stock, right? But the stock hasn't gone public. So they're trying to, it it felt like to me, they're trying to leverage our podcast and other podcasts to then make their stock do well. Um, and then if that happens, then we'll get a share of our money, right? Like it just, the whole thing to me felt really uh, seedy. Yeah. Sounds exactly like a shell game. Well, right. So basically what they're saying is, all right, I know that this company owes you money, but we're going to acquire them and we're going to make this company. So it's podcast one is the parent company. And then they're starting a company called live one. That is going to go public and people can buy shares of that. And they're trying to get all these big podcasters who have been defrauded, who who have lost money on their deals with cast media, but they have that relationship. So they're like, hey, guys, you know all that money that they owe you? Tell you what, joining with our company, we're about to make an initial public offering. And in a couple of years time, if the stock's worth anything, you might get some of your money back. Right. That's not the way they phrase it, yeah. obviously. But that's basically what is happening here and is it the the simpsons or what's the uh bit where the stock is just toilet paper yeah right just like pulling it out yeah you want some more stock here (laughs) you go go. right so it's it's just paper at this point it's not worth anything 
So Theo, to his credit, after they, you know, this guy Rob Ellen comes in and says, here's the offer, here's the deal, says, okay, but why is Colin Thompson associated with this? And they're like, oh, no, we vouch for him. He does great, a great job. He's like, well, no. No, he doesn't. No, he owes me hundreds of thousands of dollars, and he won't return my calls and, you know, all this bullshit. So these podcasters they are trying to get on board with this thing are just like, why would we work with you guys if you're working with that guy? That guy's a fucking problem. So from Billboard magazine, this is uh, an article that came out last week. It says, Podcast One debuted its long-awaited listing Friday, September 8th, with officials from parent company Live One ringing the opening bell on the trading floor of the NASDAQ to celebrate what CEO Rob Ellen says is the first ever spinoff of a minority stake in a publicly traded company. Shares of the new Live One subsidiary Courtside Group better known as Podcast One, fell 45% shortly after trading opened, dropping from $8 per share to close at $4.39. So the day of the IPO, it had already fallen close to 50%. I looked up the stock price this afternoon. It was down another 50% to $2.28. This is what they're offering these podcasters. Oh, but we'll give you the stock of this company. It's about to go public. They're like, oh yeah, what is that worth? Oh, way less than what we predicted. Yeah. Way less than what we're selling it for. Well, that's probably not good. So there's this guy named CoffeeZilla. He's got a YouTube channel. Millions of subs on YouTube. Does great journalism. And he decided, okay, I'm going to investigate this. So I have a couple clips of that. And then we're going to check in on Jim Cornette, mm-hmm. who was defrauded. Jason Ellis. Oh. There's there's a long list of people. You don't want to get on Jason Ellis' bad side. Brendan Schaub. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's very true. Whitney Cummings, Sarah Silverman. So a lot of the heavy hitters in podcasting were uh, affected by this. So I just I like the way that CoffeeZilla uh, breaks this down and exposes the scam. What you need to know is that cast media hadn't been paying their talent on time. And what started as being late for maybe a month had turned into seven, eight, nine months late on paying until one day cast media and their CEO, Colin Thompson, says, hey, we're probably going to go into bankruptcy, which means you get nothing unless you take a special deal with another podcast network called Podcast One. Now, who's Podcast One? Well, it's an even bigger network, and they basically say, hey, We'll acquire you, pay off what you're owed, if you sign a new deal with new terms with us. If you do, you'll get back some of the money you're owed now, some of the money you're owed over two years, and you'll also get stock in our company. So that's odd, right? Okay, we know the company that we're acquiring owes you money. Sign up with us, and we'll give you some of that money now and then some of it later. But also potential to make some money with this other thing, too. It's like, fuck you, pay me. (laughs) Not to quote Suttery John, like, fuck you, pay me. What do you mean? Also, isn't isn't there a scenario where they just declare bankruptcy and you get nothing anyway? Well, that's what Cast Media is actively doing. Right. Right. So this is them dangling the the idea of maybe getting something instead of absolutely nothing. Which there are going to be some podcasters who go, oh, God, yeah. Fine. I can get some of the money. Great. Let's do it. And then other podcasters who don't need the money that badly are going to be like, I don't want to work with Colin anymore. Right. Or anyone associated with him. Right. And then there's other people that want, I want all the money that's owed to me. Right. So they start strong arming the creators. And this is where things get a little fucking 
weird. I mean, podcasters like Jim Cornette were literally told, in the event that Cast is unable to close the Podcast One asset sale, it will likely declare bankruptcy. So take the deal or lose everything you're owed. And to make things stranger, Podcast One was paying Cast Media in stock for every podcaster that took the deal. So if you agreed and wanted the money you were owed, you're kind of bailing out the company that got you into this mess. So obviously some people didn't like that deal. Okay, so they're using the creators to inflate their stock that they need in order to make it more money from the acquisition. So again, it's just benefiting Cast Media, mm-hmm. all of this. It's not really looking out for the creators they're supposed to be partnering with in any single way. This would be like forcing Jesus to carry the cross with, well, I guess they're not killing people. All right, never mind. That's a bad, <laughs> that's a bad analogy now that I think about it because they're not like torturing people to death or anything like that. Yes, and? <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, CoffeeZilla, gets the guy Colin Thompson and talks to him, which is great. This guy's a great journalist. Mm-hmm. So he lets him have his say. And, and at first, it's just a bunch of, yeah, you know, things were tough and we were trying to make it work and blah, blah, blah. And, and CoffeeZilla, to his credit, is just like, all right, but hold on. You owe these people $4 million. Where did the fucking money go? Where's the goddamn money? And so this retard tries to bring up that he's also an artist and a creator. And so he, he understands what it's like to be these podcasters. I'm a musician originally. Um, and I got into this because I wanted to support shows that were bucking the trend going against the grain but unique and important to the broader dialogue um but where's the where's the four million i mean i mean yeah i hear you i hear you every everybody's got a grand vision but the grand vision when it you know when we get to this point everyone wants to know where the money is not what the vision is yeah but so just you know i'm a musician what does that do with anything (laughs) there's there's four million dollars you owe these podcasters they're contractually obligated to pay and they didn't get it yeah, I know, but man, you know, you can't I, uh, put a price on art, right? Yeah. That's what he's trying to like turn it into. And thank God, Coffeezilla's here going, no, 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 that's not what we're talking about, idiot. So then, uh, this guy talks to Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen of Fighter and the Kid, and they describe what happened to them. It was never on time. Be so lot, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't unusual if it was like a month late, a month and a half late, and then when it goes from all right, a month late to two months late to three months late and then i would say hey where's this uh where's the deposit at go yep they're, they're trying to figure out man he says it's your easy has this whatever investment coming you're gonna get this huge lump sum of money so then that's didn't come then you're looking at you know now you're looking at four months like it was the money then you're looking at six months like okay man where the hell is our money yes that's a huge problem Of course, up till 2023, money had slowly started coming in, so people were letting it slide. But as these balances built up over time, eventually Brendan and Brian realized they were owed 400 grand on The Fighter and the Kid and upwards of 1.6 million across all their shows. That's just Fighter and the Kid, $400,000. But Brendan Schaub's also, you know, Thick Boy and Golden Hour, so they were also tied in with this. So for Brendan Schaub's shit, we're talking about $1.6 million as being owed. And what they were explaining there is that payments stopped coming in over the past year or so, but even before that, they were later and later and later, and there's always a problem with lagging payments and, hey, what's going on with the accounting, and there That's are all these issues. A big red flag. Right. From from the beginning. It's a bit, big red flag. I was talking to Croce about this at uh, Band Practice last night, but it's tough because when you first get into business, they're paying out, and then it's a month late, and then it's three months late, but it's a lot of money. 
you're getting big checks, $50,000 at a time. So oh. you're like, well, I don't want to just cut ties. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. They, they owe me all this money. If I cut ties now, do I even get it? So they kind of like get you going with it. Sure. And plus a lot of these guys, do you think Brendan Schaub's at these fucking meetings with accountants talking about this? No, yeah, he's hearing about it, but it's a problem. Yeah, I can't. It's already a problem at that point. outsmarted Brendan Schaub. <laughs> well, no, I understand that. So Colin then, so this guy goes and talks to Colin and Colin denies it. He's like, no, 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 we weren't late with payments. That's not true. We, we just had, we ran into financial issues this past year, but before that it was fine. So he f- reaches out to this guy, Dustin Noss, who was Colin's business partner. And he goes, oh no, the accounting was always a nightmare. He goes, we ran it on Google Sheets, which is not accounting software. We ran it on Google Sheets and the guy Colin would not even give him access to all of the information. So it seems to me, based on that information, that Colin was embezzling money, fucking over everyone. Yeah. People he was in business with, like business partners, clients, all these different people he's just kind of fucking over and not really showing anyone what's really going on. But he's a musician. But he is a musician. So I got to hear this. Cut him some slack. Music. Yes. So now we're talking to um, Brian Last, and Brian Last is a partner with Jim Cornette. They're wrestling guys, and so they were doing business as well. Vinny and I listened to this on the drive back from Detroit. Right, right. So Brian's talking about how he was trying to get paid, and then when he wasn't getting paid, he's like, well, I'm going to tell people about this. I don't want other podcasters to have to deal with this company and this fucko Colin does the stuttering John route and decides to threaten legal action if uh, he talks about it. Everyone was worried about the accounting, but a lot of people who spoke up were just anonymous because they were afraid of Colin suing them, which isn't surprising because Colin warned Brian, who started talking, quote, the ensuing damages if you were to cause this deal to unravel are within the region of $10 million to $20 million. Consider this a serious caution it would lead to decisive legal action. So basically, he was threatening people and people are scared. So Colin's out there shutting people up that he owes tons of money to by threatening legal. And listen, that's going to shut some people up. It hasn't shut me up, obviously, but some people are going to go, oh, I don't want to deal with that nonsense, so I'm not going to do it. But I think that that makes him kind of a shitty person, honestly. No, totally. Apparently what happened was Colin wanted to get the big names under cast media. That was very important to him, and understandably. So he was doing these guaranteed minimums. In order to get a fighter and the kid or Whitney Cummings or, or, or these big names to go on, it can't just be like, yeah, we'll sell ads for you. We'll give you 80% of the uh, revenue, and we'll see what happens. It's like, well, mm, well, hold on a second. How much money am I going to be making from this? All right. Guaranteed minimums. So in order to get these people on, he said, all right. Regardless of what we sell, we'll at least pay you 50 grand a month or whatever the number is. It's probably different for everyone, you know. So some guaranteed minimums are maybe $250,000 a month, guaranteed, just to make sure they sign the All right, that sounds good. I'll sign the contract for that. So if they're not selling the advertising and making the revenue and they still have to pay it out, they're losing fucking money. So again, is that what caused the issue? Where did the money go? Well, this business partner has an idea of maybe where some of the money went. You look at the situation, $4 million missing. The big question on everyone's mind, where did the money go? Uh, well, I mean, I think there's there's a couple places that the money has gone. Um, one is uh, he built a custom house. And, um, he Wyoming. was known for going on big, crazy vacations uh, in 
you know, he went to Hawaii multiple times in 2022 and was posting about it on his social media. Um, Good timing. There's not... Yeah. There's not a question of was there money in, in that sense uh, to be able to buy land and where a lot of celebrities go to to escape. But aside from that, the other thing that he has done is essentially make constant minimum guarantees to new talent to try to entice them to join cast media. So saying, you know, I'll give you a one-year guaranteed $250,000. $500,000, whatever his minimum guarantee is. Now, I've heard that even um, as soon as February of this year, he was offering multi-million dollar minimum guarantees. So, he's making people sign up for annual contracts. He's offering these big sums of money that he does not have, and at the same time, going on vacation all the time and building a $1.7 million house that Retri bought it, he transferred it the ownership into a trust owned by an LLC. And mm-hmm. it's literally like how you hide money before you go bankrupt. So that doesn't get factored into the bankruptcy. Right. Yeah. Right. So you hide your assets. Right. You, so you that dissolve you, the company and you. Yeah. You dissolve the, the company. House. You keep the house. Right. So it's very transparent what he's up to. According <laughs> to CoffeeZilla and many others. I could be wrong about that. Colin, sue me. Don't sue me. That's what I'm about to say. Sue me sounds cooler. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. That's what's going on. So now you got Jason Ellis, and Jason Ellis put out an Instagram reel recently. And so Jason Ellis co-hosts the show called The Hawk versus Wolf, which is a podcast with Tony Hawk. And so Jason Ellis explains what happened to him with uh, dealing with Colin. First, obviously, a company called Cast Media. And this guy that owns it named Colin Thompson. And uh, those guys did a terrible job with the Jason L show and with Hawk versus Wolf to the point where uh, we tried to get out of the deal and we had a one-year deal with Hawk versus Wolf. And then when I said there was a meeting to negotiate a second year, and I was like, when is this meeting going to happen? And they were like, yeah, we'll get right on that. And then the next week, I was like, when's this meeting going to happen? They're like, oh, man, you missed the deadline. So you have automatically re-signed for Hawk versus Wolf for a second year. So that's fucked up right there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Oh, sorry, you missed the date. There's there's, uh, something that I always look for whenever I'm signing a contract. I'll just give this free advice out to people. (laughs) Is you always want to see if it auto-renews. Auto renewal is a red flag. Doesn't mean it's a bad contract, but it is a red flag. You want to look for that and you want to look for a cancellation clause. You want to be able to get out of that contract in a reasonable amount of time with or without cause. Proving cause can be a pain in the ass. So usually you want to have something in there that says either party can null and void the contract within 30 days of written notice, whatever it is. But the fact that it auto renews, and Jason, I'm going to keep playing this. Jason Ellis admits that he's not on top of this shit. He's hosting a show. Yeah. It's like, it's like when John was like, oh, why aren't you modding your Discord? I'm like, because I'm the host of the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not what I, it's not what I do with my time. I'm, I'm not... six pounds soft. I'm not, <laughs> I have time for this. And I was like, that's that seems mean. You know, that seems a bit pushy. But okay, I don't really care. That I don't know about podcasting. Mean. Maybe that's what they do. Uh, mind you, I think I spoke to Colin one time in my entire life. He was definitely didn't have time for me. I think it was more about having Tony Hawk on and he was keeping the Jason I'll show to, to keep Tony. Uh, so we went through a lot to get out of that. At one point, he threw 
slander and exec and and some other stuff at Tony, and I was like, if it's at me, I might actually believe you because I'm guilty most of the time. But <laughs> at Tony, I was like, I know for sure he 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 does what he says he's going to do. He always does. So again, threatening legal action. So dirty pool mm-hmm. all around. He owes him money, and you guys are like, hey, are you going to pay me? You can't fucking talk about it at your show. Like, okay. You can count on him. <laughs> so, uh, we're begging to get out of it. And then they don't even know who they are. They don't even know that it wasn't a two-year deal. It was a certain amount of episodes a year. And because we were working so hard, we had already done the two-year deal. And when they realized that, instead of letting us go, they said, you're fired. <laughs> And you're terrible and, you know, Tony Hawk is impossible to work with. Just stuff where it was like, you're insane. So I just took it as, I'd rather be out than deal with it. And then, you know, I, I don't face the money thing much. I It's been pretty depressing since Sirius left. Every time I ask a question about money, it's bad news. So I... I just wanted to leave that part in. I feel bad for Jason Ellis in some way. I love Ellis. I know. He's, he's like, he's like, eh. Things aren't going well for me anymore. <laughs> I, this is why I don't talk to my doctor. I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, what's the good news, Doc? Oh, good news? Yeah. Oh, came to the wrong place well, for that. It sounds like somebody's cooking in a hell of a stir fried dinner in the background. Or Either that or someone's showering <laughs> yeah. with the door open. I can't yeah. tell. It's very noisy. Cleaning the shower. But anyway, uh, here's a little more from this Instagram reel. Around, but then I get a call from Brendan Sharp. Then I get a call from Theo Vaughn, and apparently this Colin guy has been taking everybody's money and ran with it and declared bankruptcy and is now starting a new company and trying to hire a bunch of us to go back. So if you see Colin Thompson named on any podcast, just know that that's who you're dealing with. And if you're a podcaster and those guys are reaching out to you, just know that I don't think I've met a bigger piece of shit. <laughs> and I worked for Sirius. <laughs> Sirius paid me what they said they would pay me. So. Yeah, that's the thing that Opie always says too. He's like, Sirius and I are good. <laughs> Sirius pays out the fucking money, not this cast media company because uh, obviously a lot of people are complaining about this so then i was checking out jim Cornette with brian last i think jim Cornette's hilarious yeah he is. he's very yeah. funny i know that uh vinny likes him a lot we i think we did a podcast review that was just like no he's great you know it's like it's hard to shit on this oh it's no that was funny. vince russo oh vince russo yes you're yeah. right vince russo is also kind of funny but uh jim Cornette's great so they hate each other oh i know yeah. oh i know that so this is uh, Brian Last on his show talking about this issue. Instead of explaining himself, instead of being honest about the situation, instead of saying, don't advertise the sponsors anymore because I can't pay you for any of the work you've done, let alone any future work. Instead of doing any of that, he concocted a bullshit deal with Live One and Podcast One where they would give him a job. Even though he's proven himself to be a complete and utter yutz, they're going to give him a job. And the shows that have been ripped off, that have had money stolen from them, that have had funds misappropriated from them, those shows will be forced to enter a deal with this bullshit podcast company 
that has the worst reputation. Everyone in wrestling knows about this. Podcast One's a fucking joke. No one wants to be involved with them. And you have to if you want to get any of your money. And what's funny about this is this company owes you money. And in order to get it back, you have to continue to work with them. And so everyone's just like, wait, why would I ever do that? They're like, yeah. well, how else are you going to get the fucking money? How else are you going to get it? So this guy, Rob Allen, the CEO of this company, did an interview with the Podcast Business Journal. This is a journal that I've worked with on a few times. They featured me. I was actually interviewed for a seminar they did. So I know some people over there. So the Podcast Business Journal is talking to this guy, this new CEO, Rob Allen, about this new company that they're starting and this new offshoot of Podcast One or whatever it is. And so these guys are reading it and they're reading through this interview and calling out some of the bullshit. But this is such an early stage for this industry. And Colin is a wonderful guy. He's super talented, but he got himself caught up in a rough situation. They're reading Rob's comments in this interview right now. Okay. Where the banks pulled out. Venture capital pulled out. And there was no money left for these small companies unless you sold to Spotify or Apple. All those companies they bought were losing their shirt too. How come everybody was losing money but us? The only time we lost money was when Colin took off with it. Yeah, let's stop right there. Colin's in a bad situation. The banks and the venture capital pulled out. What did they do? Examine his books? <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just like, well, what did he do wrong in this? He didn't do anything wrong in this? It just, everything happened to him in business? Yeah, that's right. not how business works, usually. Okay. So this is the last clip I have on here, and it's just funny because they're really calling uh, Rob out on this one. And that question you were asking is of a gentleman named Rob Ellen, E-L-L-I-N, who claims to be the CEO. You can't take any of these people at their word. Claims to be the CEO of Live One. That's right. And once again, he's a mook. Let's go back to him here. We've spoken to every podcaster. We've offered really fair deals. Equity in our IPO to help them. They have got to decide for themselves whether or not they want to go to another platform. No other platform is going to pay them for the past. They're only going to work with them in the future. No, we know that, Rob. You're holding our money hostage. We get that. Well, you no, no, no. We are working we with Colin that, to hold our money hostage. We completely understand. We expect that if if Joe down the street owes us money and won't pay us, that we could go to Bill across town and he'll pay it. No, we don't think that. We don't think another platform is going to pay the money that we are owed from this other guy. We thought he should have done it. That's right. Rob, we think you're a mook. If YouTube would allow cunt, <laughs> we'd call you a cunt. All right, so so Rob is trying to say, like, hey, isn't this great? We're actually going to try to pay back the money that's owed to them. It's just like, no, pay us the fucking money. I got to go to business to get the money that's owed to me? Yeah. Well, how else are you going to get the money? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 you owe it. I don't know what to tell you. Can I borrow some money, please? <laughs> yeah. This is an airplane game. But their, I, their reputation as a company is, is in the dog toilet. shit now because yeah. of this. Yeah, because they kept Colin on board. And so what's well, that's great, why I though, was just like, why, why would they do this when everybody is going to know that they can't be trusted? Nobody's going to want to do business with them anymore. But they're giving Colin said. a cushy job at this new company. And his job is to get all these connections he once had back in the fold so they can go out and say, we represent Whitney Cummings and whoever. Yeah. 
And so all of these people, thank God, are going, no, fuck that no, guy. That guy's kryptonite now. But I don't think any of this started coming out. I mean, I think these guys were talking about it. Uh, Jim Cornette's funny. It, these guys have been talking about it for a little while. But the fact that Theo Vaughn just went public with it and obviously Jason Ellis, some of these guys, I think that's kind of new because now they're just like, wait, you're going to try to take advantage of other podcasters? Well, then fuck that. I'm telling everyone not to work with you. And I'm glad that they're doing that. Yeah, definitely. I think that, I think that is... Uh, Awesome. All it's right. It's too bad they got fucked over. It is too bad they and got fucked really over. I don't really see anything they can do about it, though. I've never once felt bad for Brendan Schaub in my life. And I'm just <laughs> no, like, I, don't, no, I don't feel bad for Brendan Schaub. I do. It's $1.6 million <laughs> that he deserves. Like the, comp- the Here's the thing. Those companies that were paying for advertising paid Cast Media the money for advertising. Right. That's not... No one's saying that they're, they're owed money by the advertisers. That money has been embezzled and is gone. Correct. That money is now... In Hawaii and in Wyoming, yeah, in a new wherever. home. Well, this yeah, Colin exactly. guy should be under arrest. Is what should happen. He's basically a Bernie Madoff, right? In this whole thing, with you know a lot lower stakes. Obviously, we're not talking about billions of dollars, but four million in the podcasting not business. Nothing is significant fucking money that this guy was just spending and making bad deals. So I don't know what honestly anyone could do about it. Be shrewd. With your money, as uh, all you could do is hey, hey, the check didn't come in. Wow, we're not reading your ads until that money comes in. Yeah, I mean you could. It, that's that's a tough stance to take. But this is why you have to. Well, it's funny because uh, one of the other things I was watching and, and reading up on when they're talking about this is just like a lot of this. The reason why cast media got popular is because of word of mouth. You got all these comedians who all hang out in these different circles, and they're like, "Yeah, man, I joined with cast media last year. They paid out." $500,000 already. And then Sarah Silverman's like, oh, wow, really? And then Brendan Schaub's like, oh, what? Okay. Like you heard Jason Ellis say, yeah, no, Brendan Schaub told me to work with these guys and they said it was great. So you keep things going good for a little while and then you start fucking up. And the more you're in bed with the company, the harder it is to cut ties with them because they owe you money. Right. You want to be able to see that money someday. So it's it's harder. Some, it's easier said than done, I guess. Yeah, it's a bad relationship financially, right. you know. People get involved with those emotionally or and financially. But I just wanted to jump on the fuck Colin Thompson bandwagon because I don't want to see him rip off more podcasters. People actually create Colin. What? I don't care how good a musician he is. Colin Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. FCT. FCT. Coined it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get shirts made. Yeah. <laughs> hypocrite. <laughs> All right. Speaking of hypocrites. Fucking Stuttering John is doing this new thing. He went on Jake Hudson's show this morning. <laughs> Congratulations. With uh, my buddy OJ. We were hanging out with OJ in Detroit. Nice guy. Very good guy. And so they're hanging out on there. And um, <laughs> Shuli gets the link. So Shuli comes on and John's like, I'll leave. I'm going to leave. And then Bob Levy tries to get on. And John's whole thing is that he can't talk to me, Shuli, or Bob. And it's because we talked about his kids that crossed the line so he can never talk to us again. And he does this thing. He bullies people like OJ. OJ, come on, man. You got to be better than this. Where he's just like, I mean, you understand, right? You talked about my kids. So I can never talk to them again. All right. This is why that's retarded. John can't talk to, oh, to Shuli. Or, or me. Kids. <laughs> no, no. He can't. Or, or my Anthony. Kids won't talk to because me. Because we talked about 
his kids in, I mean, just the dumbest way possible. I just, I made a joke that his kids sound like losers. That was the I, joke. I know. So- oh, oh, hold on. No, John will call me on this if I don't say this correctly. I also said that his other daughter, who was featured in the college newspaper, said that she was home insecure. Well, yeah, homeless, but also food insecure. Yeah, right. Almost homeless and food insecure. And I said people were saying it looks like Baba Booey might be the father, which is a pretty good joke compared to the things that John says about my appearance. I don't think that's out of line. This is an adult woman we're talking about who was featured in a newspaper article online. It's, uh, you know, John likes to say they were talking about his kids. Well, they're not children. They might be your offspring, but they're not children. They're adults. And so that story's out the window right there. But also, John likes to say that that's crossing the line, and now he just he can't deal with us at all. Except for the fact that John was complaining about me calling his kids losers years ago when I first said his kids sound like losers. Yeah. That was the first time we did the first couple chapters of Easy For You To Say at our Patreon and John tried to get our Patreon shut down for that reason. Yeah. And then he wanted to be my buddy. Can we all remember a time, it was less than a month ago, that John wanted to be my buddy and hang out with me. And now he's pretending that I crossed this line that is a bridge too far and nothing could ever happen again. It's like, no, no, you're just using this as an excuse. You just don't want to deal with us because you're dumber than us, obviously. You have no excuse for your behavior. John's trying to pull this new thing now. I think... I think Kevin Brennan might have planted the seed of this, like, he can sue us for, or get us arrested for cyberbullying or, or some shit because he has a disability because <laughs> he's a stutterer. What? I swear to God. Some there, people might well, argue that that's the only reason you got anywhere in life. Kevin knows. It's an advantage. It is. It is the only reason. Yeah. I pointed this out to John. He was hired sight unseen on the Howard Stern show as an intern because he had a stutter. That's not a disability. It's not a disability. So he's had all this time to cool off about the kids thing. <laughs> and he, I, I saw him online saying, you, Carl, shouldn't come to Comedy at the Correct. Carlson. Because he doesn't know what's going to happen. I have that clip. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's get into it. I have a couple of clips from the, uh, the subreddit from Dabblers Anonymous that I do want to play on here just so we can kind of address it. It's nothing crazy, but. It's just Johnny being Johnny. You know, you know how he is. He gets a little nuts sometimes. Vinny has a good heart. I don't Carl know about that. does not. <laughs> no, Vinny's great. Carl's no, a but he should get his heart back. checked. <laughs> okay, good point. <laughs> Vinny has a pig heart. <laughs> An enlarged heart. <laughs> All right. So let me just do the, uh, the setup. I think John will explain this, but I was watching the BS show this morning, and their whole thing was John's going to be in Rochester March 10th. Sunday night, Comedy at the Carlson, an evening with Stuttering John. You can go to the Comedy at the Carlson's website. You can get tickets. I think StutteringJohnLive.com will redirect you. You can get tickets for $20 admission, very affordable, $40 for the meet and greet. And let me just say this for the people from Detroit. You have to buy both. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway, talk about that later. So very affordable. So Shuley's whole thing on the show with uh, with Bob and and Mike and the other guy is all right. Let's do Uncle Rico or BS show or whatever it is, comedy podcasting, whatever. Let's do it that weekend at the Comedy of the Carlson. We'll go in there. We'll do shows Friday and Saturday or Saturday. And uh, you know, even if John's not going to let us be there, well, we'll be there. We'll do our own thing while he's in town. So this is what John's going to address here. Vinny has a good heart. 
Carl does not. Carl's a scumbag. So I told Vinny, I text him today. I said, Vinny, I got something in my rider. I didn't say it like that. Okay. No, you don't. All I said was, <laughs> it would be best if you tell Carl or if you do not let Carl into the venue. Good news, John. I don't want to go. <laughs> I said because I don't know what I would do. And I'm being serious. I said, listen. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what Carl you would do. right? attacked my family. Oh, I attacked his family. I thought I made jokes on the internet, but now I've attacked his family somehow. It's those walrus tusks. Yeah, well, you know, if you get in the way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not once, not twice, but three times. Okay. I I attacked his family three times. So the first two times, he's just like, all right, it's cool. But whoa, three times. (laughs) Three strikes in a round. God damn it. If I were to run into him, mm-hmm. it would, it could turn ugly fast. <laughs> well, yeah. And I said, Vinny, that goes without saying, it'd be pretty ugly. <laughs> for Carl's safety. Oh, for my safety. To not come. He cares. No. That sounds a lot like a threat of violence. It sure does. For my safety, I shouldn't go to this place that he's going to be at. Is it booby trapped? <laughs> Is it like uh, Indiana Jones? Will there be a boulder chasing after me? I have to sprint out of the door to get out of? What does he mean by that? Well, John, as dumb as he is, does realize that what he just said is probably not a good move. So he does try to correct himself here. That's all. That's and I'm not threatening him with anything. No? I'm just saying. Yeah, what are you saying? That, you know, maybe I just yell at him. <laughs> maybe he drinks too much. <laughs> maybe, right. Maybe he drinks and drives home and gets in a car wreck. He might I fall mean, down. A lot of bad things. I love that he goes, maybe I yell at him. <laughs> John, I've literally signed up for that in the past. We've, yeah. we've done two shows together. We yelled at each other. Maybe Jesus I Christ. send a strongly worded email. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I'm just saying, you know, I, I don't think it would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. So you'd be uncomfortable is what you're saying. Yeah, you you don't like me. For being all there. involved. For all involved. Oh, yeah. everyone. So know. it's for you. And again, I'm not saying it would be something of me doing anything that's violent. Oh, you're not? But it would not be pretty. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I certainly am not going to just say hi. No. <laughs> no one wants that. Not at all. Probably high five, no. I would imagine. Uh-uh. <laughs> it would not be if it was him. Hockey, fucking Levy or Deuce Pay, any one of them. Oh, shit. It would not be pretty. I think Anthony already bought tickets for this. Fuck, I'll tell him. (laughs) If I see him, I will be miffed. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. That's that's all I'm saying. What did you say right there, John? What did he Can anyone translate this for me? Because it sounded like he was going to be violent towards me, but he's not. I'll I'll boil it all down. Please. He'd rather you weren't there. Yeah, that's what I'd rather not see the guy. He's afraid of the four of you. There's nothing he can do. Yeah. Uh, Majestic Rick Seven is the one who posted that uh, to the subreddit there. Always very generous with his time. All right. So he doesn't want. 
any of us to be at this show, obviously. So this is, I think, from today's show. I think someone posted this right away from John talking about his reaction to what Shuli was saying. We are already selling very briskly. And I'm very happy to announce that. Vinny gave me the numbers already. They're selling briskly for his show. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, it is March in Rochester, so I would imagine it'll be a bit brisk. Something <laughs> faster than John can go through an 18-pack. Wow. <laughs> whoa, a, whoa, whoa. Thursday night. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are already selling very briskly. And I'm very happy to announce that. Vinny gave me the numbers already. And I'm already... I'm already in the black by a lot. Double digits. He's already in the black black by a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't gone through with the show yet, John. Well, first off, what are his expenses? He's talking about how it's already profitable. What are the expenses he's talking about? I know the comedy club puts you up. Mm -hmm. I know that for a fact. He's driving. I I believe he's driving. He's flying. Also, does uh, this include all the money you got from your substitute teaching job? Too? <laughs> right. Remember, you got, remember when he said he made twenty thousand bucks or I something? Just, yeah, just and, and they're just that. like they're just like, well, wait, how is that possible? Yeah. He made twenty thousand dollars in a month. He goes, all right. Well, I'm also factoring in teaching, and it's also yeah. My a month and a half. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I gamble while I teach. <laughs> so yeah, I know he's so full of shit. And also, here's just a quick note to Stuttering John, if you're watching. I have access to the numbers. <laughs> so when you say shit like this, I know the real truth, which tells me how much you're lying all the fucking time. Which is all the time. All the time. Get your tickets now because it's going to be fun. It'll be <laughs> Get your tickets now because it's going to be fun. <laughs> I don't like to lie. Some stand up. Some just me on the, a stool telling stories and a Q&A with Cardiff Electric. It's gonna. What about a stool? Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> be an event to remember, and the but great... he won't. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to remember it for me. <laughs> Fill me in on the details. And the great thing is, at the meet and greet, we're hanging, bros. Yeah. We're drinking. Yeah. We're we're smoking a funny cigarettes. We're partying. Yeah. Scola. Oh yeah, baby. Would you ever put your lips on something John put his as lips on? As much as I hate to be in the armpit of fucking New York. This is where he really starts selling it for the out-of-town yeah. out audience right here. He never knows when not to big time. Yeah. I think I heard this on the BS show this morning. They're just like, make fun of Rochester after the show. Yes. yes. Or during. Not before the show. Yeah. Or during, right. Not before the show. Not leading up to it. We have a waterfall in the middle of our city. Do you? <laughs> what a fucking retard. Rochester, I will be there and hang with Jews. And you know what? I'm probably going to land on that Friday night. Or on a Friday. Um, no, on Saturday. That's so what, on Saturday. He is flying. Yes. I think my buddy Hitman Dan's going to drive up. And then he's going to drive me home. After the show. He's already getting favors from his friends. That's great. After we kill Carl, yeah, we'll so get a ride back. Can I get Hitman Dan's autograph? Because I don't care about Sonoring John's, but this Hitman Dan's Cardiff and Dan are going to have like a cane fight. <laughs> Lightsaber noises. Maybe we'll have a, pre, a, a pre-party. a pre I'll just announce where the hell we're going to be. Oh, God. 
and we'll all hang out at the pub and be like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) The man who invented the meetup. (laughs) And I like alcohol, and even I can't get behind this. I'm just like, Jesus, John, you look like such a drunk slob when you do that. Is that what you do when you go to the pub? <laughs> so weird. This meet and greet, or not meet and greet, the meet up Saturday night thing. I might have to show for that. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to fuck up his show. I'm not going to be a part of that. But if he's going to put it out there where he's going to be, and it's in my hometown. I mean, it sure looks like there's going to be a lot of beer swinging. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I do enjoy that. So I might have to go to that. I do want to point out. And neither here nor there. I'm not going to be a part of uh, of this show in any way. But I am planning a winter show for WTP Live, and it will probably be in Tampa or somewhere nice. I'm not going to ask anyone to come to Rochester. Stevie in Tomatoes winter, in the winter time. No, that's not Tampa. That's... I know. Uh... <laughs> all right. So, all right. Now we're going to get to uh, this whole thing where Shuli's talking about doing a, a competing show in Rochester and John's reaction to that. Is another nefarious thing. What the dues payer is doing right now, ladies and gentlemen, is starting with Vinnie Paulino. Vinnie Paulino booked me at Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester. What does dues payer do? He does his show and says that he's going to try and get a show in the next room because they have two rooms. Vinny, being the nice, normal person, calls the dues payer and says, Shuli, why are you doing this? This is a night for John and I. It's my club. It's romantic. John's doing nice enough to do a (laughs) one-man show. Why are you trying to make, why are you trying to disrupt this? And the dues payer would not back down. And he kept going. And Vinny was like, you know what, John? I'm pissed. This guy is unbelievable. Unfucking believable. So I'm telling you right now, dues payer, it's you know, I if you want to put yourself out there, if you want to put yourself a room away from me, have at it. I'll just tell you right now, it's a Bad mistake on your part. And I'll leave it at that. All right, everybody, you have a great day. I think. <laughs> He's the best. Uh, real quick, that Pickwick Pub posted that one on the subreddit. I should probably give credit to the last one that we played, too, before I forget. Pickwick Pub again, yes. Always a good uh, contributor. I don't know what John was worried about, because Vinny organized DabbleCon, which was... It's, there's no debate. It was a, a wild success. Right? Yeah, it was great. Shuli put on Potsdown, arguably a debacle, right? <laughs> so if Vinny is running John's event and Shuli's trying to do his own thing, I don't think you have anything to worry about, John. Well, also, I'll just tell you right now, the club's not going to have Shuli do a thing yeah, I that know. weekend. I know, John's just like... And, and they were talking about on the Shuli show this morning, like, yeah, we'll get Carl, we'll do a full weekend at the comedy club. I'm like, I'm not playing that game. Let John have his fucking night. Let him do his thing. I'm not going to be there. You guys can go if you want. I'll just tell you, if you're planning on traveling in the wintertime to go see a show, come to WATP Live. It's going to be way better than a, an evening with Stuttering John. We actually put, yeah. I actually put work into my show. 
Yeah. We if you have to make financial choices about which trip you're going to be able yeah. to make. Yeah, go go to the show go that actually puts Tampa. on a show. <laughs> Ask anyone who went to the the Detroit show. We put on a fucking hell of a show. It was a blast, and it's something that John could never even comprehend how to pull off. Yeah, he has no clue how to put on an entertaining live. What are you show. talking about? He's going to be sitting on a stool. He was sitting on a stool. <laughs> Cardiff's there with Q and A. This guy fucking lies about everything. What kind of Q and A? Oh, hey John, do you um? How much money do you have in the bank? Millions. Next question. <laughs> yeah. Next question. How many beers have you had tonight already? Two. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking like, dude, come on. So the the last thing I wanted to play for you guys is, and I I was gonna talk about it, and I happened to see this show up in the subreddit, so I thought I would I would play this, but he's challenging Blind Mike to an IQ test. John is stuttering. John is challenging my buddy, Mike Geary. He's mad at Mike Geary now. Why? Because Mike is buddies with Richard Ojeda. Now they used to goof on the army major. Right. And then they had Richard Ojeda on the show and they had a great time together and they're kind of buddies now. And so John's whole thing is like, you can't be friends. That's my uh, friend first. You know, he's one of those assholes. Yeah, was, he was my friend before he was your friend. So I was actually, I, I just watched for a second today, Richard Ojeda on there. And he's just like, oh, I don't know why you, you know, I'm talking to blind Mike. And Richard's just like, hey, man, I think we could all get along. You yeah, know, like, exactly. that's kind of how people should think. Mike's in this a world. great, talented guy. He What's is. the problem? He's also very much smarter than, than John Melendez. But he has challenged him to an IQ test. John, John does two things. He either challenges you to a fight, a boxing match. You know, now, blind Mike being blind, I guess that would be you know <laughs> perceived as inappropriate. So John decided to well, challenge John him. John has a stutter, so to it's, an IQ test. It's same thing. Cripple fight. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be the ref with my my club footed officiating? Can be the undercard for a night with stuttering John. Cripple fight. <laughs> okay. So this is, and, and I, I love that someone posted this. This is from Barnes and Noobs in the subreddit. Mushmouth can't even keep his own lies in order. This is John talking about his IQ and where he's at because the number he's throwing out there now is so fucking insane. People are just like, well, you know, that can't be true, right? But he doubles down. True story. I looked at Einstein's heel. Hey, let's look it up. Einstein's IQ. All right. Einstein's IQ. I have a 165. So let's see what this <laughs> says he has. One week later. <laughs> Men's a certification team. Thanks for the two bucks. Stephen Hawkins' IQ is 160. Uh, yeah, I claim to be 160, not one, not 165. Nice try. All right, guys. So, right. Um, so John said 165. Stephen Hawking is 160. He's like, yeah, me too. Which also is in- an incredible lie. But the fact that he's like, oh, nice try, guys. You're trying to catch me in a lie. I, I said 160. No, he said 165. But, and I got to get this audio because years ago when he was on with Royce talking, bragging about his IQ, he said 136, which even that is ridiculous. <laughs> but the fact that he went from 136 to 165 to 160, you're not smart enough to pull this off, John. You don't get it, Carl. It's like the stock market. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe he's uh, Maybe he's smarter than all of us, but... All I know is that Hackride messaged me and he goes, we have to, have to get this IQ test happening in Rochester when he comes up on March 10th. So if I can be a part of that, if I can get Mike Geary in town to uh, to make something like that happen, I will. The problem is, 
This is the big problem. John's bet was, I'll put up $10,000. Blind Mike can put up $1,000, winner takes all. So for whatever reason, John is so confident he's smarter than Mike Geary that he's willing to bet 10 to 1. Like, you don't have to make those the terms. You could have just said a thousand dollar bet. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. Like that was a really dumb thing to do. But it also proves to me he's, he's never going to go through with this. This is not a realistic thing. Because in order to do something like that, we'd have to get a third party to collect the money first. You know what I mean? You can't just have a thing and be like, all right, Johnny, owe me ten thousand like, dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good luck with Honor that. System. Yeah, all of a sudden he's fucking cats media all over again. He's yeah. fucking Colin Thompson. Like, bye bye. <laughs> I'm gonna go try and catch me. <laughs> You're right. So anyway, that whole fucking that whole idea that he's challenging people to IQ tests. Can we? Okay, here's an idea for Kami at the Carlson and, and Vinny, if you're listening. I actually asked Vinny to call in, he's busy right now. But if you're listening, Rather than the Q&A or story time, John says he's going to tell stories he never told before. Yeah. What, the, not the, the ride over to the yeah. club? Like, how, how else would he have a new story to this tell? It just happened to be yesterday. Right. That's the only way it can be a new story. But he says he has stories he never told about the Howard Stern show. I mean, there's no fucking way unless you're making new things up. How about this? We make John take an IQ test and we reveal the number live on stage. That I would endure. That would yeah. sell out the room. Yeah. People are flying in from Germany. We got fucking people coming up from the Caribbean. Addicted to Profits is there. Mr. and Mrs. Kill Everything, who I met in Detroit, by the way. Speaking of Detroit, look who's hanging out with us today, everybody. This is a a rare treat. Usually there's a potato lurking in the green room. Not a Tukey. Whoa. Whoa. Hello, everybody. What's happening? I'm still getting the smell of shawarma out of my fur. (laughs) (laughs) Carl, why do you keep having these things in third world countries like Detroit and Rochester? You know, I heard you guys bitching about Detroit. We were in Ferndale. We hung out in Royal Oak the night before. These are beautiful areas of the country. You have to agree with me. Oh, sure. You were in the beautiful white areas while you stuck us in the Arab, black, whatever areas. Mm. Hold, on, hold on. This is not Tukey soup. I am not going to sit here and stand by with your racism, Tukey. This is out of control. So this is a super you, chat. You weren't in the uh, skybox of the baseball stadium downtown like I was? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I thought Detroit was beautiful. Yeah, we were living From up. way up oh. in the skybox. <laughs> oh, Tukey cannot read all those signs. They look like the uh, toilet bowl after you shave your pubes. I cannot read that language. What are they saying? I was watching two other saw a Red Bull on the side of the road with a fuse in it. <laughs> yeah, took you, together the other night. He's like, it's that language written in pubic hair. It's a pretty good joke. Pretty good joke, Tuki. All right, I think I got it from the Opster. I, the I Opster doubt it. I, that. I doubt that. I maybe remember. maybe you heard Anthony say it or Jim. Oh, possibly. That's all I could figure. Anyway, Tukey, I got to hang out with you. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, obviously, I fisted you. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. A very intimate oh, moment sorry. that we had together. I, photographic evidence of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cardiff is here and saying Tukey sucks. I mean, Cardiff. Oh, Cardiff is here. <laughs> I was like, you have the link. There he is. What's up, Cardiff? <laughs> uh, first, let me say that Blind Mike is now also banned from Rochester. March 10th. Show your eyes, Coward. Did, did he already say that he's not allowed to come to the no, show? I'm making, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm making the call. Okay. Show your eyes, coward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blind Mike, not you. gimmick in the verse. Blind Mike. Mm-hmm. He does have a pretty good gimmick. People are, mm-hmm. uh, people are buying it, which is funny. So, guys, Detroit, we had a blast. We had a very good time. 
hanging out. I'm glad you guys both made it. Any highlights? Uh, how about you, Tukey? What, what was the highlight for you, buddy? Uh, oh, the highlight was when all the Newports at the bar we were at were cheering on for Tukey. Tukey, Tukey. Black people love Tukey. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know this. That was very exciting for you. Although you don't like those people. Would you like it when they have your back? I like them when they are friendly to me, yes. But uh, otherwise, no, I can do without them. <laughs> what, if, what if a group and of Italians was cheering you on? And Ray DeVito. Oh, God, have you ever hung out with Ray DeVito for a weekend? Oh, Yeah, I just did. Insane. No, but I mean more than like for an hour. No, no, not, no, definitely not. Oh, no one I want to talk about that because Ray DeVito goes on Kevin Brennan's show Saturday night. And so I wanted to see, I was excited to see what Ray would say about our live show mm-hmm. because Kevin gets very jealous. He gets very jealous when other people are successful at um, entertaining people. And Ray DeVito goes on and goes, oh, it was great. It was great. It was oversold. All oh, these people are there. This big show. So then Kevin asked specific questions. Do they do a Stuttering John segment? Do they talk about Chad Zumach? Was Carl doing the fuck Kevin Brennan chat? Ray had no answers. Ray's just like, I don't know. I was in the green room the whole time. Ray's just back there drinking our beer, eating our pizza, not participating in the show at all. Doesn't know anything about the fucking show. I'm like, I'm glad Ray was there. I'm glad that he's able to tell Kevin about this, but he knew nothing about the show. His review is it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, for you, I'm sure it was fantastic. Why was Ray there? I don't even know why he was there. Because he sent me a note and said, I'm going to be there. Yeah. Because you're going to compete. At one point, he was going to do a competing show. He thought everyone was going to come to his show after your show or something. Remember that? Remember that, Carl? I don't remember that. That sounds insane. Because I remember El Harible walking around with Ray DeVito asking people if anyone knew who he was. And I didn't see one person (laughs) who could come up with what his name was. So Ray is still justifying that. He's like, "Ah, well, uh, I I learned that if you're going to a podcast show, they're not necessarily there to see you. And they won't know who you are. So they shouldn't have known who I was. Mm-hmm. Well, also, that was the excuse you... we use in Pottstown too. Yeah. We all use that, <laughs> right? When everyone was there to see Perry Caravello, yes. that's what you guys were all saying. Well, also, mm-hmm. I think Ray was saying that it was all Drew and Mike fans or something, right? He was trying to justify it with that. Yes, he, yes, he was saying that uh, they're all Drew and Mike fans. They don't know who I am, but I'm funny. Yeah, I'm funny, right? Am I funny? I'm, I think I'm funny. I'm funny. Yeah, I'm funny. Can you recreate the conversation I was having with Ray Devito after the show when we were hanging out at Danny's? I'm going to see if you can go back and forth to the two impressions that you do. Uh, <laughs> Put you on the spot now. What was that conversation like? Oh, man, just make it up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be me scolding him for sucking on the show. It could be anything. Right, whatever you just want say one be. of the four things Ray would normally say. Yeah. Take you go. There you go. Oh, I'm funny. Yeah, I'm funny. Yeah, I'm funny. Ray or... Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a tough task just now. I understand. It was hard. It was, it was hard a lot. to go through. Tukey is not good at his impersonations. Tukey, I will say Tukey's that amazing. I bought some uh, souvenirs for my wife. Oh, fantastic. And I got home from Detroit. I walked in like a hero and I said, here, I got you this while I was in Detroit. She opened it mm-hmm. up to uh, zero fanfare. And then I pulled out of my bag the Tukey sticker and I said, I also got you this. And she was like, oh, my God, I love it. She was oh, so fantastic. excited to get a Tukey sticker. Yep. Yeah, that was probably the highlight to see how many people were actually wearing Tukey shirts. And wanted to see Tuki. That was fantastic. It was two. Hold on. I saw no one knew who you were. Pato. I saw someone wearing a Cardiff shirt. I mean, it was yeah. Cardiff. Yeah. yeah. But still, I saw someone wearing a Cardiff mask. Yeah. <laughs> there was one there. I did give Joe Sixpack a uh, Cardiff mm-hmm. subreddit surfing guitar pick. 
And he was like, what and the was fuck like, am I going to do with this? Exactly. <laughs> I took it back. I was like, fuck you. Oh, look at Cardiff. He's throwing a little fucking temper tantrum <laughs> over here. Come on, buddy. I love the guitar pick. We loved having you in Detroit. What was your takeaway from Detroit, Cardiff? Well, my takeaway or my favorite part? Yes. My oh, okay. Well, my favorite part was watching you spaz out about not having pizza right before you had to go on stage, and then the pizza showed up as soon as you walked on stage. And we were all backstage thinking how we're going to hide this pizza or get rid of this pizza before Carl gets back here. We were going to come out on stage with the pizza and eating. <laughs> all right, that would be good, Cardiff. I was yes. hungry too. Yeah, Jesus. Let me yeah, tell. Carl was crying. <laughs> I know. Let me tell my quick story about this. The Magic Bag is awesome. They're so great to us there. And all the people in Detroit are awesome. Everyone who came into the show was fantastic. Yeah. With well, people that in set. Ferndale are great. Yeah, Ferndale, right. Yes. Ferndale. Good point. Yep. So, Justify that is not Detroit. With that said, we get to the meet and greet. And before the meet and greet, I tell the guy who's running the show from the club, I go, listen, I haven't eaten any food today. Can you please have pizza in the green room by 7.50 p.m.? Because that's when the meet and greet ends, and I'm going to want to eat pizza, and then the show starts at 8.30. Can you do that? And he goes, yeah, of course. What do you want? I'm like, all right, so I would get this, this, this. All right, great. No problem. So he says, yes, all good. Then the meet and greet starts. And it's at first, it's great. We're talking to people. We're taking photos. People are getting their posters. Posters, fucking Troy Smith killed it. The poster's fantastic. It's fucking awesome. Tukey said he didn't get one. I can mail one to you if he didn't. Oh, fantastic. So... Then the meet and greet turns into no one knew how to buy tickets for the show. And guess whose problem that is? My problem. I don't know why that's my problem, but it was. So I was talking to, and people were very nice about it. Trust me. But it got to the point where every conversation I had for the last 20 minutes of the meet and greet was, I didn't realize I've only bought tickets to the VIP and they're saying that they're going to kick us out after the VIP and then we got to come back. Oh, that was another thing that Ray didn't understand when he was talking to Kevin. But And then they're going to, they got to make us leave and then we got to come back in. We got to have tickets to the show in order to get back in. I'm like, yeah, and I said that very clearly on the website. No, it didn't. I'm like, no, 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 I saw the website. It definitely did. So I was going on and trying to get as many people into the show as I could because I felt bad because they paid for the meet and greet and then they couldn't come to the show and it seemed ridiculous. That's why I say we oversold the place because then I'm putting all these people on the guest list, which don't expect that to happen again. I'm not advertising this for future shows. Just buy the meet and greet, Carl. Hook you up. No, not the case. So I was very frustrated and annoyed. I remember walking back to the green room like, I haven't been more fucking annoyed with a meet and greet my entire fucking life. And then where's the pizza? There's no fucking pizza. So then the guy shows up who's running the show and I go, oh, hey, man. Uh, good to see you. Um, so. You remember I ordered pizza, right? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's coming. I go, okay, cool. 20 minutes goes by. What's going on with that pizza? Is that pizza still coming? Oh, yeah, 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 that pizza's still coming. So then we're supposed to start at 8.30. It's 8.35. I go, guys, let's just, let's just we got to start this fucking show. I can't. <laughs> Did you order pizza from Cast Media? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the bill, but not the pizza. <laughs> so apparently the pizza did come, and people who were not associated with the show in any single way we're back there mm-hmm. eating at the entire fucking time. Oh, God. At one point, I walked backstage, and I saw these people that had no business being back there yeah. in there. And I went over to the pizza boxes to, like, make sure there was at least one left. Yeah. And I was just, if, if there's no pizza in here, uh, it's going to be a problem. They ordered a ton of pizza. Yeah. That wasn't the problem. It wasn't the amount of pizza. The problem was that you and I were on stage for the entire show. Yes. We never got a <laughs> slice of pizza. We never did. You guys look thin and great. <laughs> right. Silver line. He's still got it. This oh, one. Tukey. Tukey still got the jokes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Any takeaways from the show or anything in Detroit? I mean, Cardiff and I hung out at the tailgate the next day for the uh, Michigan mm-hmm. game. I had a lot of fun. Had the great Drew Lane. That was fantastic. Yep, he had fun too. Drew was amazing. He was not invited. Cardiff, I, I, I got to go to the Michigan game. 100,000 people. And I'm sitting between 109,000 people. Yeah. yeah. And, it's and they were all in our row. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I'm between Cardiff and Vinny. I felt oh. like a, a titty getting a mammogram. It was just like <laughs> fucking like sandwiched between these two guys. Daka, daka. <laughs> Come on. That was pretty good. It was a good yeah, was visualization. No, that right. was a great show. I look forward to the next live show in Baltimore. Congratulations, Carl. Yeah, right. Let's just find the world's dangerous city in Gary, Indiana. (laughs) Just go to those. Remember No Effects did that thing where they just toured in Asia and South America to like the most dangerous places and just did shows and made a reality show? We will not be doing that. As much as I like No Effects, it's a bad idea. Maybe you could combine your creep off consequence and your next live show in Gary, Indiana. Now you're making some good points there. Right, and we'll just give out tickets for free to anyone who's just walking by or happens to be without a home that day. Oh, we missed an opportunity to drive to Gary, Indiana with Carl. We should have done that this weekend. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about doing that, but then I was busy going to the baseball game and the football game and my Carl show. Was, and... Right into those things, so Tuki had a lot of free time <laughs> to hang out with the Arabs. Well, you also had a lot of free time to echo in your hotel room, so there was that. Oh, yeah. Yes, there was a... well. None, none of your free time was spent troubleshooting shit. your audio. No shit. <laughs> Poor Tuki. Before. Before Poor slept. Yeah. Clearly. I overslept yes. too. I, I talked to you the night before. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll swing by. And then I woke up at like 1030. I was like, oh, that show, so that show started come. a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys did not oh. come. Thank you for not coming. I'm glad I didn't come either. You because said that a lot. You were, sitting, <laughs> you were sitting next to Ari Jane and Ray DeVito. And mm-hmm. you could cut the sexual tension with a sponge. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it was revealed that Ray did have a blue chew on him all weekend. And we don't know if he took that recreationally with his booze, tried to get a nice buzz going, get some extra alcohol blood to his dick. But, yeah, we, uh, we have 100% confirmed if he did use that blue chew, it went to waste. Just, oh, that just, is true. Just Ray... Angri- angrily jerking off in his hotel bathroom with a blue chew boner. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm funny. I'm funny. I'm funny. This isn't so funny, though, but I'm funny. Come on, Dick. Come on, Dick. Big white. I want to say, in, in Ray DeVito's defense, I feel like I need to be the one to defend him right now. I don't picture him doing anything angrily. I bet he has a lot of fun with jerking off. I bet he turns, in, turns into a game or something. <laughs> He's, like, surprised yeah, every time. Whoa! <laughs> Cardiff and I had picked up these two hot chicks, groupies, if you will, after yep, the show. I saw that. And they were kind of concerned because Ray took Ari Jane away back to the hotel. And then it was aggressively. Like, oh, no. Aggressively. I was wondering oh, if you guys no. wanted to tell this story or not. I wasn't going to say of anything. Of course we do. Fantastic. Okay, go ahead. Maybe that's as far as we'll go. <laughs> no, of course not. Well, the hot <laughs> chicks were worried. They were like, oh, no, we have to go protect Ari Jane. And we we're like, protect her from what? Ray DeVito's limp little dick? He's not going to do anything with it. <laughs> But then we were like, what if Ray is a sex machine? And he's just like plowing her against the wall. Like, eh, eh, yeah, do it, Ari. Take it, Ari. Yeah, you think I'm all innocent and fun, but no, this is the real Ray. Take that. But then we said, no, that's not happening. But then we were like, what if he accidentally murdered her? 
like on accident, like Frankenstein <laughs> killed that little girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like suffocating her with a pillow to shut her up. That's a lot well, more Well, before likely. we got to that, we, we did have to do a walk by the room just in case there were any screams. So we did oh, check yeah, on her. That's yeah. when we heard the sawzaw. Yeah. <laughs> we, think, we think we heard something that was a sawzall. It turned out to be something else, but that is what we thought. So we thought Ray was passionately cutting up pieces of Ari Jane and trying to spread them all around Dearborn. But it turned out they just fell asleep and we saw them the next day. Everything oh, was God. fine. But, but <laughs> as we were outside with all the theories of what could be happening up there, did or did not the Dearborn police pull into our hotel? Yes, yes they did. <laughs> we all got a little scared. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, fortunately, in the state of Michigan, pushing rope is not against the law. So Ray DeVito did nothing illegal with Ari J that night. That's good. That's good to know. Hey, we have uh, our review girl, Annie, hanging out. What's up, Annie? Oh, hello. Now, this is transformative content. Yeah. (laughs) I see what you did there. He needs a blue shoe. Tuki is not a, a tolerant monster, I've noticed. As far no. as monsters go, what they love, Ari or Annie. What is your name? <laughs> exactly. I think we could have beautiful babies, Annie. We could have it all. All right, pump you full of that tukey cum. We have a uh, a very important part of the show that we have to get to. It's time to catch an alien. True story. Cardiff has come up with a a new episode. It's for It's time for everyone's favorite game show to catch an alien. Are you ready to play to catch an alien? Start your free trial today. Go to aurora.com slash MSCS. The link is in the description below. <laughs> and, and to further your point, when I used to squat all the time, <clears throat> if I had, like the VIP and bought the bottle, you know, you get a, there's a million girls around always. Mm-hmm. And the girl that's looking at you is like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. Right. Who's that? Yep. Because they see all the girls around you. Yep. Who is that? And then eventually, say, I want them. I pass by them. Hey, how are you? Little do I know, because I'm an idiot at the time. You know what I mean? They were, they were looking <laughs> like, I was wondering who you were, but, you know, I thought you'd be a dick, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. What did Tommy say next? Here are your choices. Number one, but once in a blue sky, you can score. B. But they want you because you're wanted. Next. Next thing you know, home run. Four. It's like fishing in a barrel. Lastly, Earth girls are easy <laughs> to catch All right. an alien. I feel like the stopping the music and highlighting fishing in a barrel, he wants us to pick that. It's like when you look at a food menu at a restaurant, hmm. and the thing they want you to order is at the top. There's a photo of it next to it. They're like, oh, you know, the enchiladas are very good here. Like, well, I don't know I, about I will that. Th- I will say you're giving me too much credit. The oh, it's just the way just, it loops. <laughs> okay. Well, either way, I think that it's B, they want you because you're wanted. And I'm going to go over to Trucker Andy. Well, if if it was a, like a, a gambit to get me to pick it, it works because I'm going to say fishing in a barrel. Fishing in a barrel, Andy says. Number four, Annie, what say you? Next. Next thing you know, home run. Okay. Going with the home run. Um, Tukey. 
Annie, I feel like we are on the same wavelength. <laughs> I am picking the same thing because I have a crush on you. The fucking oh, simp. Tukey's always hitting Shut up, Annie. Annie, the truck guy. <laughs> Shut up. I also picked next. All right. So we got three home runs. Whoa. Not a bad inning. Let's see what happens. Unless and you're the pitcher. Well, that's a good point. Well, he's from Minnesota. He knows a lot about baseball. You got to remember that. And he pitched. Go Twins. Go Twins. <laughs> Cardiff was wearing a Twins pullover after the uh, live show with a USA ball cap. <laughs> was it the USA <laughs> hockey <laughs> team <laughs> from 2016? It's <laughs> 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 very funny. An alien. And then eventually, say, I want them. I pass by them. Hey, how are you? Little do I know, because I'm an idiot at the time. You know what I mean? They were, they were looking like, I was wondering who you were, but, you know, I thought you'd be a dick, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And next thing you know, home run. But oh, you're not the man. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. Score! Congratulations. Wow. Who are the winners here? Everyone except you and I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Cardiff. Let's, let's not forget Cardiff. <laughs> yeah. Cardiff's I a lost. loser, too. All right. There's a lot more to go. Let's see what else we have to pick up on here. But yeah. I'm wrong. Of you course, know, yeah. You know, yeah. so but that uh, that makes sense with you know them seeing it. And also, yeah. we also, interesting. also mentioned on the show, for example, <laughs> where you meet a girl is very important. For example, meeting a girl guys on again? the street is one thing. Mm-hmm. Meeting her where you're, you're at the upper hand, for example, a club, you have a table, or you're at a business event, or you're like at a you social a boat. setting. A boat. Like Dan talked about this. Like, the setup is more important right. than anything. Right. Like, I, the, the way you meet a woman is more important than actually meeting her. So what he does, right, which is very smart, we had like a very detailed conversation which, on this. Which he throws plane parties. It, which plane does he bring? Yeah, like, <laughs> so he throws parties, right? And Gotta he makes sure him, the ratio's on point, right? There's like, it's like a five or ten to one ratio. Ratio yeah. of dudes to girls, and um, and and he has girls there that already he fucks with blah, blah blah. So girls already know what time it is. Bitch, you have no leverage here. So the girls that show up already know that they're coming in with no leverage, and that's very important for the guy because women have leverage. What did I say at the top of the podcast? They're terrible people. They make you qualify. You need to take me a bag. All this bullshit. But when you have a few guys, a bunch of girls, well, number one, all the guys have more value, right? And then on some point, the girl knows. Okay, you're here at this party. That means you're fucking somebody if Dan has you here, and there's a bunch of girls that are already fighting for your attention, and then guess what? A guy that might have been like a five in the open sexual marketplace is instantly a nine in this situation because they have uh, because there's more women there, and they got the social proof. So, like, I don't think guys understand. All right, just for the people who are listening to the show. Fucking hate these two. Fucking uh, Cardiff has written on the Subscribe screen. Subscribe to the Patreon. Get the YouTube. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah. People People are, uh, Cardiff has written on the screen here. Are you writing this down, Carla? I'm sure it also applies to threes. <laughs> You know, there's only so much you can do for Cardiff. I just can't, I can't win his love, unfortunately. No. For your attention. And then guess what? A guy that might have been like a five in the open sexual marketplace is instantly a nine in this situation because they have, uh, because there's more women there and they got the social proof. So like, I don't think guys understand the power of social proof. If I could say one amplifier would just get the most girls. Would just go with, they want what they can't have. That too. Because like they see... That they're with 10 girls, but not with them. Yeah, that's a part of it, too. Because, like, with, with us, right? Like, men. Yeah. Like, if you see a chick with a bunch of ch- dudes, you're like, ew, fucking yeah. slut. But when a girl sees you with a bunch of chicks, they're like, oh, damn, okay. And even if they say, I don't like that guy. He's a player. You're at oh, least going to be yeah. interested, you dumbass whore. You want to know. You're going to want to know. Right. Exactly. It will open the door for a conversation. At or least. they think no, you're imagine gay. Yeah. Regarding skill. Are we still playing the game? Up? Instagram. Social media. Yeah. You become that guy this? online. Everyone's I'm sorry, these guys fascinated me. <laughs> You're not familiar with this, Tukey? It's just we play the game and then we get to watch a whole segment. Weren't they hanging no, out I'm outside aware. your hotel in Detroit? <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> did you meet these guys when you were hanging out? <laughs> oh, no. 
They were chanting Tukey. <laughs> so you with a bunch of chicks, they're like, oh, damn, okay. And even if they say, I don't like that guy, he's a player, you're at oh, least going to be yeah. interested, you dumbass whore. You want to know. You're going to want to know. Yeah. Exactly. It will open the door for a conversation, at least. Now, imagine yeah. regarding skill, how do you scale it up? Instagram, social media. Yeah. You become that guy online, everyone sees that, the volume is there, you can't lose. So there Everyone has Lego hair. Women are suckers for social proof bit, and it's status. Funny. Just even hear you guys social talk to them. Like, that is funny. Here's the other thing too I want to say. Like, status is so important. When- That's all for this time. Come back hey. next time Tommy crack to up. find out if you are a dumbass whore. Enough to catch an alien. Brought to you by Subreddit Surfing. Mondays at 8 on YouTube. Also, visit patreon.com slash Cardiff Electric for this and other fine Cardiff Electric content. Cardiff Electric content. 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 Mm -hmm. Spelled with a K. Then Uranus got hit, Mm -hmm. and it's tilted, which you never hear about. Then Uranus Mm -hmm. got hit. So (laughs) we did the Osbournes as a segment at the live show. Not that Ray DeVito would know that. But I was tempted to just pull Tommy because it is always gold. We need to spend way more time talking about Tommy. There's a reason why Cardiff drags out these segments. It's because it's it's gold, Jim. It's amazing. It is. But I have big news. Okay. This Saturday marks the return of Who Said It. Really? Well, that is exciting. It's back for a limited time. Who is going to be, who are our choices and Who Said It now? Do we have an update on that? There's 18 of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? You'll see. Okay. You'll see. I'm excited about that. We always like your uh, your a, games. A, a visual version. Ooh. Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what have we done today? We've oh, done it all. We talked about Double Delirium, an improv podcast that's daring you to listen to that show. <laughs> daring you to. Spooky Spouses came in on Cringe of the Week. Tom Myers tried to copyright strike me again. Cast media is ripping off podcasters and make me feel bad for Brendan Schaub for some reason. Stuttering John thinks that if I show up to the comedy at the Carlson, bad things will happen to me, but that's not a threat of violence. Not sure how that works. Maybe there'll be lightning striking that night. He's I might start yelling good things. <laughs> yeah, I never know. And uh, three people caught an alien. So you know what that means. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. This is the part of the show we tease the next episode that we'll be recording on this Saturday at 2 p.m. It'll be out on Sunday morning like it always is. And rather than play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing, I'll tease you with this. Make of that what you will. That's what's coming up this weekend on Who Are These Podcasts. It is nice to be uh, back in Rochester doing the show from our home base, our home studios. Andy, thank you for stopping by. Thank you. People should check out the All Apologies podcast. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, we uh, we talked about Stefan Diggs, that whole uh, reporter having that misfire with uh, trying to get an interview from him. Talked about the Drew Barrymore public apology, of course. And then uh, we talked about Suttering John a little bit. Oh, yeah? What yeah. was he apologizing for? Oh, uh, well, it was. It goes back to that, uh, that $20,000 uh, claim. 
on uh, Misery Loves Company. Yes. Hey, he uh, he apologized for ah. uh, flubbing those numbers. And then also the whole demanding the apology from uh, the Phantom Dennis for uh, shutting him out of the Shuley's Anonymous. So fucking funny. It was funny. so funny. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about those apologies. Aren't you on my side? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Most no. certainly not. Clearly I'm not. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, Tukey, where can people find you, my friend? Oh, everything for Tukey is at TukeySoup.com. Very easy. All right. There's a link tree there. Mm-hmm. Tukey's got a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. Annie, what's happening in your world? Is your podcast back up and going? Well, this Wednesday, I believe I'm going to record with Dylan from somewhere. We are going to record an episode about Civilization Six, And you can find that at YouTube at W-I-T-G-S. All right. Very good. And, of course, uh, Cardiff. You had subreddit surfing this past week. It's still yes. up for people to find on your YouTube channel. And uh, there was uh, some secret civilization you've uncovered. Yes, we had. So we had our one of two. Speaking of Dylan from somewhere, he will be our producer uh, uh, interviewee test show next week. But yep. last week it was Jimmy the Lip. He brought us uh, Tartaria. Uh, a secret ancient civilization that I've never heard of before, but I didn't know about a, that either. And then I, it's it, it is fascinating what these people think is I, going on. Well, I went on Chrissy Mayer right after, and she was all in when I brought up Tartaria. She knew all about the mud floods and all yep. the stuff. So it's uh, maybe it's not maybe it's not for men of our age, Carl. God, Monday night, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, I, I go to my other band practice, Buzz Myers with Andy, and then I get home and I'm watching Monday Night Football. Lost my bet, but that's not the point. So then I see Cardiff is on with Chrissy Mayer, so I'm watching that for a minute, and then Tukey comes on, and Tukey's doing a show until the wee hours. I'm trying to get some sleep here. I just had a big week in Detroit trying to get some sleep, and you guys are not letting me get any sleep. The devil verse never sleeps. Like tonight at 9.05 p.m. on the Yeah, You'll Remember the 90s YouTube channel, uh, we will do a soft launch show we've been doing uh tic-tac 90s yo trivia for some great prizes so tune in only on the at your remember the 90s youtube channel and it returns this friday live with el horrible and oj and myself yeah cool hanging out with uh with oj this mm-hmm. past week as well. I mean, speaking of people who were in the green room, who uninvited, <laughs> but it was great to see. How I'm glad that he was there. He ate all the pizza. <laughs> I'm glad he was there hanging out. <laughs> Guys, please join us again next time. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everybody. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Oh, you know what I should probably point out is uh, my boy, Ted Williams. W-A-T-P. What a fascinating guy he is. What a trip. Mm -hmm. So we rode up, and when I say we, it was mostly Jen and Andy, but then Vinny and I at the Airbnb were throwing out some lines and things for him to say. I did write this. I, I, I do have to take credit for this one. By the way, for those people that are in the back, remember to shut the fuck up. I'll take full credit for that. But Ted Williams comes out. He's got all his little note cards with all his because he's introducing each segment to the show. There were seven segments. He's got all his little note cards. He stumbles up onto the stairs, reads the thing, and then drops all of the note cards. They're completely out of order. It's all over the fucking place. Again, my problem. I'm picking them up and putting it back in the fucking order for him and shit. But 
He was a trip. He came out and told a joke at the end of the show. I'm playing the outfit of the show, and he had to come up and tell a, a chip joke. joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this, the super, super pussy, pussy joke. Yeah. People were like yelling out the punchline. I'm like, all right, let him tell his joke. <laughs> the funny part yeah, is that come he's this telling far, his joke. <laughs> right. That's not, not that you know the punchline. <laughs> right. It's in Stump the Joke Man. It's just let him tell the fucking joke. Ted needs to have the last word. For Christ's sake. Yes, of course. He deserves it. Annie, I'm sure we have new reviews since it's been a minute since we've done a review segment on the show. I got two for you right now, if you're ready. Sounds great, please. The first one's from Dustin G, September 16th, 2023. Thank you for your service. I want to thank Carl for his service in Vietnam. My grandpa was in his unit. They came under fire, and everyone took cover behind his teeth, and his club feet knocked out the mines and punji pits. You know what? That didn't even happen. I would remember if that happened in Vietnam. I don't think that's true, but it does sound like a five-star review. That is a five-star review. Very good. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's not really we shitting have one on more. us, but I guess it is. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. What else? Donkey J, September 8th, 2023. The host is no Harrison Young. I learned of this program while watching my favorite show, Topic Time, with the incomparable Harrison Young. This host, Carl Hamburger, was a guest of Mr. Young's, so I thought I would give it a try. WATP is loaded with childish, crass humor and foul language. You have been warned. I will stick to Topic Time. Wow, we got fans from Topic Time. That's pretty exciting. I thought I was doing him a favor. See, it just shows what a fucking egotistical asshole I am. (laughs) Sounds like a five-star review. It is a five-star review. And speaking of topic time, Dylan from somewhere and I were both just on Harrison Young (laughs) last week. And I believe it's coming out this week or next week. Yes. Well, I will be sure to promote that. Let me know when that's available. Send me the link and I will get it on our socials. Sounds like Dylan from somewhere is wasting a lot of time not working on his episode of subreddit surfing for next Monday. (laughs) He's got something prepared. I'm sure. Are there any just listeners anymore? <laughs> I know, right? Tuki, have you been on Topic Time yet? <laughs> no, I've not, but he did call me back at 6 o'clock in the morning my time one time. Yeah, he does that. I refuse to call him. <laughs> Good on you. I know. It's under principle. It's hard to coordinate with someone who only wants to talk on the fucking phone. Even if phone. I was on the East Coast, it would have been 8 o'clock. <laughs> I know. What is he doing? Just write him a letter. It's not Letterman. He's booking public access because poor guy's already on the set of sesame street and he's getting these fucking phone calls it's not fair all right we have we have great voicemails tonight because it's been a while so we had a lot of voicemails saved up so these are fun ones it starts off well i'll just let this play for itself hey what do you call a psychic midget criminal who's still on the run what do you call a psychic midget criminal still on the run a small medium at large. <laughs> Isn't that really funny? Isn't that a really funny joke? This joke is brought to you by uh, me. I'm missing the show. I missed last year's show. I was turned away at the door. And it's literally my own fault yeah. that I'm not getting these tickets. Right. Yeah, you only bought me I had a solid two weeks where I, had, I could afford the tickets and it would be reasonable for me to spend the money on them. But I bought weed instead, okay. and video games, <laughs> and then I jacked off. Well, so, yeah, I'm pretty. Sounds like a good time. I don't know what he's around. complaining about. Uh, 
I'm basically LeBron James out here. But yeah, no, it sucks. I wish I was going to your show, bro. It's, it's, it was it was it, fun. It sucks because it's not the hugest show, but it's not a small show. That so there's not going to be no people there, and there's going to be a, quite a bit of people there. Does he think he's talking to and, you? <laughs> like who who knows, oh. man? Who knows what's going to happen throughout the year? Maybe you won't do another show in Detroit. I don't know. Like I hope you will because of Drew and Mike, but I don't know, man. It's just. I, I fucked myself up, and it's my own fault. So, thank you. Goodbye. Small, medium, at large. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. At least he added with a banger. Again, a pretty good joke. Super pussy. Oh. Gary in San Diego checking in. Hey, Carl. Gary in San Diego. Well, a friend of mine had a super coincidence pussy or pussy. Uh, <laughs> on the flight back from Las Vegas to L.A., Guess who his seatmate was? Stuttering yep. John. Stuttering John. Shut up. So I said to my friend, well, what did John say? Yeah. Did you talk to him? He says, no, John just kept staring ahead in a catatonic state, and he kept muttering, who can believe you'd lose 10 hands in a row in blackjack? I swear I'll never use a double-up betting system ever again. Well, that was it. The whole flight he kept muttering to himself. Uh I would presume John lost a shitload of money. Anyway, I'll keep you posted if I hear anything more. Rock and roll. Rock and roll <laughs> to you, sir. Rock and roll. Um, John claimed, there's so many clips I never got to. It's just too much. John claimed he took $200. This is him bragging about betting in Vegas. He took $200 out. I was like, all right, already. Okay. And then he goes, and I went right to the video poker machine. I started rolling my eyes. I'm like, of course. Of course you did, you fucking low-rolling douche. Yeah, he was wearing his Born to Lose t-shirt. <laughs> so he's, he goes, the reason why I play that is because you get free drinks and you're right there at the bar. Mm, it so checks out. That, that story does check out. So he says that he won all this money and he brought that over to a blackjack table. Mm. And at the end of the day, he had $400. Mm. And I'm like, it's almost believable because it's such a non-brag to double your mm-hmm. money from 200 to 400 <laughs> But I want to believe that that what Gary just told me is true because Gary usually tells me the truth. Now, to be fair, he's not the only person that sits at the video poker machines to get the free drinks and be close to the bar. We've all done that. That's true. That's true. I've just never (laughs) bragged about it on my podcast. Yeah, that's the thing. It's so weird. Now, I haven't produced a voicemail in a very long time because I listen to the voicemails, I pull them down, people say like, just play this part of it. I'm not not doing that. I have enough work to do. But this one I did produce, because this person called in four times in a row, and I found this to be hysterical. Hey, Carl, excellent episode. This is like going back to 2019 or 2020. No uh, radio drama, no no time to dig this. Anyone is just just making fun of John and seeing down. But, uh, Genuinely, it sounds like Southern John wants to raise you. Uh, her dude is, uh, hey Carl, it was an awesome episode. Uh, no, uh, no radio drama, no topic, just, uh, just laughing at dummies. Like, it brought back to 2019 and 2020, but, uh, yeah. Charlie Brown's the, the teacher. Car the, the car is sinking. Sorry. Hey Carl. Uh, I think it's 
to it. This is like my closest <laughs> voicemail. I, I just can't get the joke out without studying or anything. So I was going to say that it sounds like studying John wants to raise you because he told you not to look at him if you came on the street. And that's where the, that's where Dennis Hopper told the lady in blue velvet and good race. And like, don't look at me. Don't fucking look at me. So like that. <laughs> anyway, that, that goes on. So there was a lot of attempts. Um, he, coming up next here. Now you did brag that you produced that. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, okay. I pissed off God, apparently. <laughs> because if you guys remember, we did a bonus show, producer Chris and I, on Monday before the Bills game. And uh, apparently, I said this during that show. One of the first things you should buy is light bulbs. Yeah, I'd probably buy that first. Yeah. Like, literally <laughs> Build a house around thing, it. One of the first things you buy is a fucking light bulb. Even God was like, let there be light. That was the first thing. Uh, even God. As if God does. And he sucks at podcasting. And he even knew that. Ooh. That's blasphemy. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> sorry, God. Take it all back. <laughs> if the fucking Bills lose tonight, and that's the reason why. Oh, how dare you tie this back to the Bills. I'm but just yeah, saying, they, they God might be lose. pissed at me. Yeah. So I got numerous phone calls from people or Bills fans who are not too happy with me for jinxing. It's all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, I'm listening to this bonus episode it's Tuesday about midnight. 28 minutes in, of course, you pissed off God. Mm-hmm. You see, the Bills lost. It actually added an extra layer of laughter to this episode. Sorry, buddy. Just another person you seem to piss off. But keep up the good work. Later. All right, not, a lot of people weren't laughing about that. A lot of people were just blaming me for it. Trisha Paytas, she is a co-host, seems a little bit feminine to me. He called in. He loves producer Chris. <laughs> this is the over-the-top dick sucker from the Trisha Paytas podcast. I'm camped outside Magic Bag for the chance at a glimpse of producer Christopher. When are you J-word F slurs going to get here? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, sir. <laughs> You're hanging out with Tukey or something? That's wildly inappropriate. <laughs> is that the? Is that who left the uh, wine and cake on the doorstep of our Airbnb? That's right. <laughs> People left uh, treats for Chris. Is there uh, Chris is making a crushy poo on producer Chris? <laughs> Jesus. Did you like the cake? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It wasn't from you. Uh, fun, <laughs> yes, it was. Fun it was fact, in a paper but, bag on fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the Kelly Osborne podcast that's upcoming that they talked about at the the show you covered in Detroit. Yeah. Um, she talked about her great hilarious friend Daniel that she'll be doing a podcast with. Yep. And uh, I look forward to that podcast because I did some research on Daniel. He is not funny, and he sounds a lot like Trisha. Paytas' co-host, so it's going to be a great show. Oh, God, I had a feeling when she was talking about how great he is and funny and witty, and he could be a musician. He could sing really well. I was like, oh, no, this is mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. going to be good. Right, He's an author, a producer. <laughs> Entrepreneur. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, subscribe <laughs> now, Carl. All right, subscribe so, now. Guys, listen to this. I'm going to play two voicemails in a row. They're from totally different numbers, but they came in back to back, and I swear this might be a coordinated effort. Maybe. 
Hey, it's Fiska Whiska here. I'm just calling. I, I had something. I heard you say something on the show that was really insightful, and I was going to rephrase it and then, uh, you know, present it as my own original idea and then have you agree with me, but I forgot what it was. Call me back if you can remember. Thank you. Bye. Carl, what is it with your fucking voicemailers calling in and just regurgitating takes that you've already fucking had? Like, I literally just listened to two in a row. First one was about fucking not false flagging people on YouTube just because you don't like them. Like, yes, thank you. We fucking heard that a million times. And, like, uh, right, right after that, we heard a take that you literally just said last week about Sarah Silverman getting popular off of fucking shit she can't say now. Like, fucking, well, what is the point of this fucking shit you're calling in with? And then you go ahead and validate them and say, oh, that's a good point. Let's like, shut the fuck up, Pete, from fucking Montana. Go kill yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, it's a really good way to get on my good side. That is to agree with everything I say. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Exactly. Exactly. Carl, I've been catching up on uh, WATP episodes lately, and um, so I I turned on uh, one the other day, and it began with you and producer Chris just laughing at stuttering John, pouring his heart out in the most disingenuous and fake way possible. That was just an all-time moment. I I just laughed so hard at that. He would just say something. And then you guys would just debunk it immediately and just laugh at him while he was fake crying. I mean, that's 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 what this show's all about. I love it, man. Keep it up. That was not planned. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we were just like, what is going on right now? <laughs> and then, uh, what was it, three days later, he was explaining how the trolls don't get to him and he doesn't care. <laughs> like, Sir, you were just crying on the internet <laughs> three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm going to play you uh, a voicemail. If you want to come into the show and get on the show, this is the formula right here. This is how to get on the show. There goes Carl again, talking about those fucking decibels on the bonus episode. But don't worry, guys. He's super cool, and he calls the BBs. Fucking dork. <laughs> Short <laughs> to the point, <laughs> calling me out for my nonsense. That's what I want to hear on the voicemail. Thank you. Yeah, usually you're a DS. <laughs> I, I get it. All right, Gary called back in again. Hey, Carl, Gary in San Diego. Well, I've been waiting for John to come through with these A-listers that he keeps promising for his beer on the balcony. Right. I'm thinking maybe Jay Leno again, uh, Howie Mandel, Rain Wilson, even Adam Carolla. But nope, for the Saturday... Uh, beer on the balcony today, he had on Doug Goodstein. And what did they discuss? John's interviews. First thing he talked about was John interviewing Ed Williams. That's about the 50th time I've heard him discuss that. Uh, I guess John only really wants beer on the balcony guests that are going to kiss his ass. Anyway, one of these days he might have a A-list for the we could uh, applaud, but so far, it's a swing and a miss. <laughs> okay, talk to you later. Rock and rolla. Rock and rolla, Gary in San Diego. Always keeping tabs on what John is up to. 
dude, I don't think we've talked about it. So I went on um, Uncle Rico's show on Monday and spent two and a half hours talking about Stuttering John. So I'm a little Stuttering John out. But one of the things we were talking about, I think on there, it could have been something else, was the fact that Ronnie the limo driver is getting married in Vegas. Yeah. Where he lives now. And John was talking to Doug Goodstein about how they're all going to the wedding. Who's invited. Well, they're like, yeah, we're all going to the wedding. I'll be there, blah, blah, blah. And John's like, maybe I'll show up. What hotel are you at? Maybe I'll show up. We can hang out. Inviting himself to this party he wasn't invited to. And Doug Goodstein's like, yeah, I don't know which hotel. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot, a lot, a lot going on. <laughs> I'll make it my business not to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Could you imagine being that big of a fucking loser yeah. that you're inviting yourself to a party you're not invited to? Also, John saying the reason why no one talks to him from the Howard Stern show is because Howard forbades it. Not allowed to be friends with anyone who left the show. Meanwhile, Doug Goodstein is going to Ronnie's wedding right there. That proves that that's not true. That people just don't like John. That's yeah. <laughs> really what it comes down to. I just thought that was really funny. Almost like how Ray DeVito made out of the, the Detroit show. Yeah. Maybe I'll come. <laughs> All right. The uh, Reverend Shitstain calling into the show. This voicemail is for WATP. Carl, you guys had a great live show in Detroit. I got to tell you, that shit was stuttering down on stage with some of the funniest shit that the Reverend Shitstain has ever seen. That lacetulous drunk motherfucker is just a terrain wreck that you cannot turn away from. Anyway, Carl, keep it up. Hopefully the Reverend Shitstain can catch you at your next live show. Fantastic work, my brother. Shitstain out of here and uh, don't call me back, you motherfucker. Hallelujah. Amen. I love this guy. The Reverend Shitstain. He's got some pretty funny super chats for John. I've, I've noticed those. So that's a winner right there. All he needs is like some kind of puppet to... Go with that voice. That's true. <laughs> it's really all it takes these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have a good Ray DeVito impression and a Kevin Brennan impression. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, because Ray DeVito's a fucking idiot. I swear yeah. to God, I'd rather watch Tukey recreate yeah, MLC. You should do yeah, it so you funny. pre-record everything and just be all the different squares. I'll try it. You should try it. <laughs> and then you, can Cardiff, Cardiff, down. you can have Cardiff on and kick him off just like uh, Kevin does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm funny. I'm funny, right, Kevin? No, right. You're a fucking idiot. You're fucking <laughs> stupid. Can you do a Pat Dixon? That's the next one you got to get down. Uh, hey, uh, so Ray, you're on there talking. Um, <laughs> that's actually, that's really good. <laughs> uh, hey, so uh, Ray, you're over there talking about how I'm uh, abusive to women or something like that. No. What, are you, what the fuck are you talking about, Ray? I don't know. People are talking about it. People told me. I saw it in the chat. I don't know. I don't know, but I still like you. I don't give a fuck if you don't like me or not, Ray. You're just a fucking idiot. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. How oh. far are we away from Tukey doing impressions of his neighbors? Like, if we're getting more and more niche. No, but that was, like, word for word what just happened this past weekend. That's fucking awesome. Uh, oh, thank you. It was fantastic. That's great. Very well done. Very C- well Cardiff, you brought up on, um, when you were on Chrissy Mayer's show, I never uh. forget. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. We're getting real inside. What did I just miss? I was looking down. A nose. (laughs) A big Italian (laughs) nose, Unplanned appearance. (laughs) Kurt, if you said something on Chrissy's show about Pat Dixon being a dabble con. Yes. And then Chrissy messaged me the next day. She goes, was Pat Dixon a dabble con? I go, no, he's confusing that with the roast. Yeah, obviously Mm -hmm. the creep off roast. Which, by the way, 
is yes. out. It came Finally. out this week. You can, if you go on the uh, Creepoff Patreon or are uh, backed by or Supercast, you can now watch the video of the Creepoff roast featuring one Cardiff Electric pre-potato. Yes. Only 367 days later. Oh, yeah. stop complaining. But I hate it when you rush things like this. <laughs> it's out now. <laughs> Jesus. Why complain? It's happening. All right. Prep Boy Rick calling into the show. Hey, Carl. This is Prep Boy Rick. I just wanted to say I'm watching football right now, and I'm a little sad that I did not get out to a WATP show this year because I just woke up from a mid-game nap thinking about Sorry, dreaming about uh, driving a party bus where uh, the ice dumps were playing on. Why? I don't know. But it was cool, and the music was good, and the roast beef sandwiches were fantastic. So oh. uh, I guess you're in my dreams. That's really weird. Uh, please get out of them. Take care. <laughs> Love you. Fuck you. Bye. Prep boy Rick is dreaming about us, producer Chris. That's pretty exciting. You guys are pretty dreamy. It's true. Sandwiches sound dreamy. I could use one of those right now. No shit. All right. Last voicemail. <laughs> Hi, Carl. How are you? This is Lady Die. This is how I talk. <laughs> Something that's really bugging me lately. I'd rather be blowing hobo cocks next to the train tracks again than hear stuttering John pretending to talk to crackhead Bob. Talk to you later, hon. Benny Spinny. Totally agree with that, Lady Die. I think, though. Thank you, but. Uh, Cracker Bob, don't welcome. The fuck never, is that? It never gets old, except for... Never gets good. Yeah. <laughs> never makes sense. But uh, Stuttering John's a talent, and everyone should check him out. An March evening 10th. with Stuttering John March 10th. Unless you have a limited budget and you want to come see WTP Live. <laughs> that announcement's coming soon. We'll have Ooh. something going on in a StutteringJohnLive.com. StutteringJohnLive.com. Warm climate. <laughs> Where are we going? To Seoul, North Korea? Car- uh, Car- uh, Whatever. North Korea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. North Korea. Korea. <laughs> I hear it's inexpensive there. <laughs> yeah. Go to Chad's house. Just <laughs> really get right in. Yeah, if we do it in Tampa, which is where I'm, I'm leaning towards right now, mm-hmm. I got to figure out how to keep Chad out of there. Maybe I'll, I'll threaten him with this. I'm just saying it's going to be bad news if you show up. <laughs> yeah. I'm not it's not, I'm saying I'm going to, anything's going to happen. I might just yell at you. Book him a show in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Ask Frank and Chrissy. They know how to keep Chad out of a stand-up club. Also, Chad knows how to keep Chad out of a stand-up <laughs> yeah, club. Yeah, he's great club, at it. So. That's a good point. We'll just we'll just book a place where he's I, permanently banned I already. I lean into it and have him open the show. It's going to be a debacle. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then we got to hang out with him. Could it could be his wow. chance to show the trolls and all the losers and dorks that he is mighty at stand up? It could be a good opportunity for Chad. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a wild success. Yeah. Well, he had 22 people watching his football show today. Let's just let him fade away, please. No, he yes. has <laughs> Yes, agreed. He's almost gone. I think that's the right yeah. move right now. It's a good point. I mean, I already rolled the dice with having Ray to beat up my show. I didn't have <laughs> Chad Sumak. Yeah. How'd you do too? with that? <laughs> I mean, uh, come on, guys. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> All right. I don't know why that keeps uh, spinning Ooh, out, but uh, shuffling. I want to thank you, Annie, for stopping by. Always great to see you. All right. Perfect. Muted. Muted. And uh, Andy and producer Chris, thanks for being here in studio. Tuki, so nice of you to drop by. Thank you, Carl, for having Tuki at the live event. That was very nice of you. 
Thank you for being there. Everyone Cardiff. Who didn't eat pizza. Mm-hmm. It's okay. There was plenty of pizza. That wasn't the problem. It wasn't. Damn I didn't it. care who ate the pizza. I just wanted to have some Damn of it, it at a certain time, and it didn't happen. Time. I wanted to eat it so bad, you but I wanted to have it. it over Cardiff that I didn't. Oh, you should have eaten the pizza. That's why it's oh, there. You should have saw how fast he went for that pizza, Carl. Well, that's why. That's why it's there. It's for the performers. That's fine. No, you and producer Chris. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's for all of us. You know, hands all over it. I saw Cardiff take yeah. a whole pizza in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, where Vinny was waiting. <laughs> I brought it back. I brought it back. <laughs> it's even worse. I know. Uh, Cardiff, great time hanging out with you, buddy, yeah, this past week. Thank you. Know. It was fun. It was Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's it. over. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. Have a good week. That was a great episode. That was really great. Are we down here? I think we are. Bye. A plane has hit. I rewatch it, Carly. Mom. Boom. <laughs> 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 okay, bye. Bye, Brennan.